105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. Our buddies, it's the all-new Lemon Senate 2012 Ron and Fez show. And remember, every year, whoever is the first caller to get on the air with us becomes caller of the year. And they hold that title from today all the way up until the end of the year. Now, the phone number is 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you've noticed, we've changed that from last year. Well, we used to use Ron and Flex, and that doesn't even make sense anymore. Now it's 2012. Uh, But it, of course, is 2012. There is a sense of excitement, a sense of, I wish we had uh, two more days off, that is just going around. <laughs> I don't want to say that one of you guys was drunk, but I was getting a lot of 5 a.m., 6.30 texts <laughs> that just would express a love. That would just express a love and appreciation. That's right. You are the man. Hey, boss, don't want to bother you, but... Seriously, just doing it makes me happy. Every day is a good day. All right. You're a fucking sentimental fucking drunk over this one. Uh, This was a weird break for me. Mm -hmm. First few days was kind of calm. Right. Went to Christmas, not too crazy. But as soon as Christmas fucking ended, I went off like a fucking firecracker. I just started losing my shit. I I haven't seen daylight. In a long time, I I it's the first time I've been up not going to sleep at seven in the morning. Um, <laughs> I, and like every day, like I was like, all right, fuck, that was wild last night. I gotta fucking calm my shit down. But then I fall into another fucking drunken state. Uh, here's here's a text that I got. This goes back before Christmas. This is December twenty third. This is at six forty five. Um, and I'll just let you know it's from Eastside Dave. And it starts, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to say happy holidays to you and your family. I really appreciate you getting the back of my show. Talk to Ronnie at dinner, and he was saying that you have my back. Thank you, Rob. Bless you, and bless your fam. Love, Davey Mac. With Matt Davy Mac, spelled M A C P. So, I just write back to him. Uh, I am Ron, you drunk dick. And then he writes back, "Oh shit!" Then I must have sent Rob a text calling him a, a comic genius. <laughs> Fucking hysterical. <laughs> what the fuck? Lit up. It's a fucking wild ass yeah. freaking ass. Well, you know what? I was telling people about this. It is definitely our our own our drunkest of all vacations. Like, first of all, most people don't go on a vacation as a country. 
And then once you get done Christmas Day, yeah. it's New Year's Eve from that point on. Just fuck it, man. What else do I have to look forward to? Let's fucking get it on. Or amateur night as the hard drinkers. I hate what anybody does to you. I'm just going to stay home that night. Look at all those pussies out there. They can't handle their shit, dude. I'm sorry not everyone drinks as much as you leave, Marvin. There really was a turn. Like, people just really started turning on New Year's. <laughs> fucking just shake The on glasses. Head. The fucking glasses did it. <laughs> Noisemakers, too. I don't know whether you saw it, but it was so fucking funny. This is why New York is always going to be a favorite of mine. While all the cops were in Times Square, they fucking bum-rushed Zuccotti Park and occupied... <laughs> Started pushing the, the skeleton crew of cops around that night. That's fucking it great. was so fucking funny. And for some reason, Ellen Barkin got into it. Oh, hell yeah. She fucking took some shit. She's starting to become the, the fucking chick of the year. Oh, she's awesome. Ellen Barkin's the fucking best. I didn't know that you were a, a big fan. Oh, yeah. She's incredibly hot. She's awesome. Uh, Chris, I'll only say to you, pick any number, one through nine. Six. Let's go over here to six. Jason? Yeah, what's up, buddy? Congratulations, your caller of the year. Yeah! 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 Jason, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do for a living? What's Jason's uh, world like? I'm an architect in Connecticut in Hartford. Okay. Nice. Uh, I got a, got a five-year-old son. I'm divorced. Thank fucking God. Who's the kid live with? Uh, kid lives with me most of the time. Her, uh, her, you know, visitation. Really? She must be real fucked up then, huh? Yeah. And for the guy to get the fucking kid, she's got to be a mess. Yeah, she's another bitch. Well, you'll be able to tell your five-year-old son how proud you are that you now, Jason, are the caller of the year. Hell yeah. And that's cool, dude, man. That's cool. That means, Jason, whatever you call, you get picked up first. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what's happening, you get to change the subject anytime at all that you like. Wait, well, a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything he needs. The phone is his world. Jason was on line six. Should he not be able to fulfill his duty, I believe line seven picks up the honor. No, I just think it's Jason, Fez. I don't see anybody else in my world but Jason. Here, rub this in your ex-wife's face, too. When yeah. she comes to pick the kid up. Rub everything yeah, in your ex-wife's face. Yeah. How long were you guys married? Uh, four years. Was this bad from the beginning, huh? No, actually, it was uh, completely fake from the beginning, according to her. Okay, that's the problem always, right? Yeah. See, I can't even remember yeah. it because I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one of them. Should have had a strong foundation on that relationship. Should have put that architect training to use. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know I, I, who else was an architect? Who? 500 Days of Summer. Autumn. Maybe yeah. there's an autumn out there for you, Jason. And Art Vandalay. Or maybe you're Jason Bourne. And you're fucking, you know, you just can't remember the past. Yeah, you remember where yeah, you came it. from? Did you, like, wake up fucking somewhere not knowing who you are? You know, for all this shit that I've ever seen... About people losing their memories and all that. I never saw it happen once in real life. You know, a blackout, yeah. But I never heard of someone hitting their head, not fucking knowing who they were. 
Yeah, even fucking people have like, get knocked in the head and turned gay or whatever like that dude in England. And I even hear that fucking story. Yeah, the guy hit his head. And became what do you get knocked in the head with? A dick? <laughs> Set of fucking balls? Alright, then that fucking proves it's a mental disorder. Alright, now, uh, Jason, since you are caller of the year, I want you to feel free to celebrate this. This was a very weird thing that happened to us over Christmas break. Uh, the Letterman Show... And I guess this was the last show before Christmas? I believe so, yes. Oh, no, no, it was the second to last one, I think. All right, and let's just take a listen to it. Now, the thing was, uh, as people said to me, well, why weren't you there to take the phone calls? And I go, I don't think they actually wanted us to. They should throw a phone bank in there. What the fuck? Because I'll sit there and take phone calls for Dave. Hey, like this, Letterman. You saw what I just did with Jason there. Yeah. I turned that shit out. <laughs> He's caller of the year. Who, Jason? Yeah. Oh, I think this is going to be better, I hope. I'm starting to think Car of the Year might be just not even a good idea. So, Hicks, did you see it that night? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I didn't see it that night. I know you were all over at Zeets. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was here finishing some stuff up, and I turned it on, and then I was like, oh, cool. And that's when I texted you, and I was like, that was an awesome mention. You were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got, uh, actually, I got an email from Sam about it, and I wrote back to Sam. Never email me at home again. As if somehow he showed up my house and burst in. Good, he should know better. Only during work hours. Uh, we've got that up on the front page of the Interrobang. Why don't you play it again so we can just enjoy it? You bought a bad zoo. So that was a very fun Christmas present. Fuck yeah. You're that odged up? Well, see, I was at a racino last night, and I tried the buffet. It was, see, I became a Gold Club member cart member. <laughs> Congratulations. I wow. didn't know things were going so well. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Player, player Extras Club Gold. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a half off on a buffet. So I, I try decide to partake. Well, don't hand that card. Here's to him. the thing: you get half off, and then you eat double. <laughs> Christopher Stanley. <laughs> oh, it's official. Christopher Stanley. Baller. Eats a buffet and we'll fuck it. Uh, uh. I was pissed off though. There was no soft serve ice cream. They just had like really shitty cake. They had little doughboys. So the Racino is the racetrack that also has slots and uh, video yeah. roulette. Which, by the way, blows. It's not very fun, but... No. Whatever. It's, you know, a way to piss my money away. <sighs> well, you must be thought of as a real high roller to get that card. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I had to show my ID and everything to get this. <laughs> now, by ID, that's that fucking... Uh, what's it? A library card from college... SUNY Purchase, Christopher Stanley. And a learner's permit from fucking 1999. <laughs> When's the last time you've been behind a wheel? Holy shit. 
It had to be at least like six or seven years ago. I know that you got no insurance, right? Well, fuck no. Yeah. No, they shouldn't fucking allow me behind a car. A fucking train wreck. Oh. Plus, the old side parking. It's just, just <laughs> hassle to have a car in fucking Queens. No, it's a fucking nightmare. You're right about that. Gonna have a seven in the morning, switch sides. Hold on, Chris in New Jersey wants to congratulate you now that you are a gold. Uh, Look, what is it? It's a player extras club gold member. Uh, Chris, you're on a Fez. Actually, Pep, the gold membership is the standard membership. Whoa, <laughs> nice! Yeah, right. I'm looking uh, fucking good. Kind of everyone gets it. Yeah, nice. So it's it means you're a human being. My fucking name's on it, dude. So chill the fuck out. Trying to shit on my fucking parade. Half off the buffet that makes you ill. <laughs> now, I brought you a nice lunch in today. I said that you could divide it up with the boys, but uh, you haven't picked out who you want in. Oh, not yet, no. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I'm cooling it down right now because I, you know, don't yeah. want to. You know, it's nice. I want to have a nice, cool lunch. It's a nice deli lunch. That's, uh, well, it's fucking, as you know, these are my favorite sandwiches out there. But the thing was, I was going to offer it to you and Zietz, but only if he was part of the breakfast package this year. Because I don't want to break any, you know, gold standard fucking rules that are going on here. Were you part of breakfast today? Well, I was, I was like, New Year, things are going to change. And it turns out that they did not change at all. I did not get any breakfast at all. No. Well, I'm trying to work on having somebody uh, stop in and go over things uh, with you. Um, oh. He's a go-getter, a consultant. His name is William Staples. Uh, and if I can get him back in. Oh, I remember last time he came in, I think I got all the advice he had for me. Really divided up the old crew. <laughs> He did a divide, divide and not conquer. <laughs> divide and just destroy and leave everything a fucking flaming mess. <laughs> uh, Fez, I got to see Andrew Luck last night. Did you watch the game? I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't really pay much attention to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, everything that you told me was false, and the guy is going to be the number one pick. He was running, gunning, smoking the place up, and I'm like, I hope the, I hope the eggs get him. He didn't even win his ball game. Yeah, because you can score 52 points in that shitty fucking NCAA and not fucking get a bowl game. There's no such thing. But the guy looked like a pro. Have you seen him at all, Zietz? Oh, yeah. I've actually become a Stanford fan because of Andrew Luck. I've watched a bunch of his games this year. He's awesome. Yeah, I, I pretty much stay away from college because the fact of what Fez just brought up. There's not a lot that happens there. It's a little uh, shit. But... The guy looked like a pro. And it's really hard to pick a fucking college quarterback. There's so many times that you see guys even win the Heisman, and they don't do shit. It's bizarre. And even with Cam Newton, fucking everyone thought it was a joke. and now They were up his strong. dick, weren't they? Yeah, they hated they were, fucking Cam Newton. They were talking shit about his character, and there was all that stuff about, um, you know, if he got paid to play at Auburn or why he transferred from Florida and all that shit. And he turned out to be awesome. But the, the you're right about the Heisman because I remember, I think it was Eric Crouch who won and just never even really played. Chris Wanky, I think, yeah. uh, won. And fucking, uh, I don't know where he's tending bar now, but <laughs> it just, you know, you can't pick it. Everybody thought Matt Liner was, you know, should have went out a year early. Um, you just can't tell. 
But now it's going to be interesting to see if what the Colts end up doing. Because, I mean, they're going to have the number one pick. And they're going to take luck. I know they're going to take luck, but do they keep them both? Do they trade Manning? I think with the Polians getting fired, they're going to trade Manning. Manning goes to the Jets. Who isn't getting fired these days? How many fucking coaches are out now? Five are out at this point. Including Raheem Morris from my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got shown the door on uh, Black Monday, as they what? put it. That's why? Why did they wait so long? Um, I think they needed somebody to chaperone the uh, flight back from the Atlanta beating. Well, I'm saying, why would they wait that long? Why didn't they do this three, four weeks ago? You had to know the guy wasn't fucking staying. The bottom fell out of that fucking team. Fuck yeah, he was fucking mismanaging that whole shit. Fucking bucks are a train wreck. So you're excited about this, huh, Fez? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they weren't going to get any ticket sales next year if, the, if Raheem stuck around. Who cares about their ticket sales? They don't fucking anyway. The fucking point is, can they put together a fucking winning team? Because the coach everybody wants is Gruden. Oh, yeah. And the team that had him and would still have him is fucking Tampa Bay. The guy they won with. And what good was it to ever fire that fucking guy? He's still more or less the hottest guy out there. But every year you have to hear, like, who's going to get this and this. And you're not really, uh, you really don't know. More or less, you just uh, grow into this stuff these days. Uh, we've got a, uh, a guest coming in in uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're all excited about him. You know him from so many different movie parts, but right now he's playing Frank Gallagher in Shameless. Uh, William H. Macy is going to be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, big, big show going on right now at uh, Showtime. Um, let's go over here to Tim in Oklahoma. Hey. Hey, I'm, I'm on the uh, Chucky bandwagon also, but uh, enough about Luck and his almost win. How about that freshman kicker fucking off two in a row? Could have made a name for himself and choked it. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's college. It's not fucking real. These guys, uh... Fuck me in college bowl mania. I'm getting killed here. And you were doing so damn well with it, right? I was like, 10 to no. Uh, okay, so it's shameless. And, you know, I'm not even going to spend time going through William H. Macy's resume, because if you don't know who he is, you sure as hell don't love movies the way we do here. Uh, but Shameless is a terrific show on Showtime now. Let's bring him in, William H. Macy. William H. Macy in studio with us. Probably the edgiest show on TV right now. Sunday nights, uh, 9 o'clock, Shameless. Hmm. 
the Gallagher family. And, you know, this is why I got into this right away, is I think there's almost a family like that in every neighborhood in America. There's always that one family that everybody else has gone, I don't know, but... Don't start any shit with them. I'm not sure you're right about that. I think there are many families in every single neighborhood <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah, they are. Uh, and your character, I, I think the uh, the thing that's amazing about Frank Gallagher is here he's not working. He's you know doing his thing, but every day is not an easy day for him. It's no, not. he's a hardworking guy. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I got the best job in Hollywood. Uh -huh. I, I talk to a lot of actors. I say, would you do? Would you do a TV series? They say, yeah, if I had your job, if right. I had your role. Frank Gallagher is a, a functioning but barely functioning addict, alcoholic with six kids. And uh, I, I, you can't believe what they let me do on this show. It's yeah. outrageous stuff. It is, it is outrageous, and yet the show still somehow... It is kind of family viewing at oh, the is. end of it. You yeah, know? It's got a heart. It's got a huge yeah. heart. It makes me weep. I, I so many of the episodes at the end of it, I'm teary eyed because I guess the you know uh, the mom is gone mm -hmm. and Frank is still around. Although in the second episode and the second season, I'm living with some woman who lives <laughs> down the street, and uh, I think because he's an alcoholic and an addict, it, the kids bond and so they're right. raising themselves and it's got a great moral center to it well that's the thing about it those kids are amazing on amazing show. And, and there's so many times where i'm like that's a lot of water for this you know i don't know whether eight or ten how old some of the little kids are but they'll get a really frightening storyline that yeah. goes on for a while absolutely uh it's interesting too we I, every once in a while i Last season, I'm going to do it again this season. I have, but when the first episode comes on, I had the whole cast over to my house, mm -hmm. and the kids came. And <laughs> you know, we would we knew where all the spots were. We'd hit pause. They have to leave the room. We'd play it <laughs> on, and then stop again. And the kids could come back in. We had a no a no profanity clause at the beginning of the first season because you know the kids are nine and ten. And, right. And that lasted about one show, and we said, "Fuck that!" I'm right. Because they are, they're street kids. I mean, the way that they play it mm. on the air, uh, you know, you can meet kids like that in yeah. real life. Well, they're growing up fast, these actors, yeah. and they're so good. Yeah, really, really strong, strong uh, cast. But for you, after so many years of doing theater and movies where you pick up a character, drop, was it, did you have to fall in love with this character before you'd commit for so long? Um. I had decided I wanted to do a TV show because I used to do a lot of independent films and that whole genre has sort of fallen apart mm -hmm. because of the, there's a new paradigm. Um, and I looked at about four or five things to do and nothing really blew my skirt up until this script came in. John Wells sent it to me and I read the pilot. It's based on a British series. I read the pilot, which John wrote, and I was sold. And your question's a great one. Um, I've it's it turns out I love coming back to this character week after week mm -hmm. that ask me in three years whether I'm still having right. a good time. But uh, right now, yeah, I love it. And I feel like there are depths to be plumbed here that are going to go on for a long time. But you're feeling like the kind of films that you were making mm -hmm. uh, aren't being made these days, that it's tougher and tougher to make. You know, they're they're still making indie films about a quarter of the number that they used to. But no one sees them. There's no, 
you can't put them in theaters. It's not cost effective. Um, I just got tired of doing these noble efforts that no one saw. I, I would, uh, it, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I want to be successful. I want people right. to see it. But if you get a call from a mom at uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, the Coens, you're going, right? I'm going. You're, you're going. Yeah. 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 Because you've done such great work with so many great people. Yeah. And th that's why I think it's even stunning to think, I mean, the fact that there has to be a market for those kind of films that we all love. It's just that somehow we're, they're not getting out there. It changed. Everything changed. Uh, it used to be you could make an independent film, and people bought and collected, um, back in the old days, VHS tapes and then uh, DVDs. They they would collect them. Mm -hmm. Now you can get a film online for a buck and a quarter. Well, that ain't going to pay for any independent film. So there is still a market. People really want to see them. There are still people willing to pay for them. And there are actors that want to act in them. It will go to the internet somehow. You, I, you'll say, uh, you'll say, want to watch a movie, honey? And you'll turn on one to two, maybe three different platforms, and uh, there will be a list of films. And uh, you'll hit independent films, and it'll cost you fifteen bucks, and you can say it as uh, many times as you want. That would be able. Then you could make mm -hmm. independent films, but. Um, Nobody wants to pay for anything on the internet, and uh, until that happens, until that until that turns around, there won't be any value until people place a value on it. Here's the weird thing, though: while that's you know going in that direction, here's Showtime doing the type of TV series. Yeah, yeah. you guys in Californication comes around. I mean, that stuff never would have been on no. television years ago. No, it's been a boon for television. In my opinion, the best stuff being done anywhere is being done on television. Yeah, the best writing. Best acting, some really imaginative storytelling, and I think Shameless is uh, a perfect example of it. It's it's new what we're doing. First of all, because it's Showtime and they're so brave, they put it on. It took John Will seven years to find a home for this thing, and Showtime really took a shot because it's it's Shameless, um, but it's worked out wonderfully well. Technically, the way we shoot the thing is different too. It's uh, it's on digital cameras, which are small. We always have minimum two cameras and sometimes more. So if we come in with a big scene, a three-page, four-page scene that takes place in two or three different rooms, we'll do the entire scene all the way through every single time. Usually, in the feature world, you'll cut up a four-page scene into four parts and... Uh, it's very disconcerting. You'll, you'll say good morning to me at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'll say good morning back to you sometimes at 10 o'clock at night by the time they get to my coverage. This we do in real time, and the acting is better for it. The pace is up. It's uh, bold storytelling. It's new. And the reason why you're able to do that is because technically the cameras have changed. I mean, that's yeah. the main thing there, that yep. you can... Keep moving all the keep time. Keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. I mean, I'll, we'll do a scene and I'll say, when are you going to get to my close-up? And they say, oh, dude, that was the second shot. You're done. You're already we done. You. Yeah. So you got to be on your toes. And um, John Wells is a great leader. He, at the very beginning of this thing, he said, you know, sides are when they shrink mm -hmm. down the script and into a little five by seven. Uh, and actors carrying them around and they check them and actors generally sort of know the lines and they learn them as the day goes on. Not us. No sides on our set. 
know the lines when you get there. You got to be prepared from the time you park your car in the parking lot. You better be able, be prepared to get on film. So this cast is exquisitely prepared, and we act the shit out of this thing. Well, you coming from a theater background? I mean, you had done so much theater before you did movies mm -hmm. that this is your training finally. You know, yeah. comes back around. Yeah, it's glorious to do a five page scene, four page yeah. scene, all of a piece. It's it's a joy. Where do you go though if you don't have it? Are there days where you're like? You know, I'm here, I'm a pro, but I just, this is not my ace day, you know? Well. You can hide that a little bit in movies, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what we're underpaid for, to be there. Yeah. To be on time, to, to do it, you know? Nobody wants to hear it. I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. Who gives a shit, man? You're getting paid a lot of money. <laughs> Show up, do you, it. You got to come out swinging. Yeah. Uh, it's a great cast all the way around, and the... The stuff that you do with the kids is great, but then the side stuff with Joan Cusack is... Isn't she a treasure? She's amazing. Yeah. And has been forever. I, I don't know whether I've ever sat down and watched something she's done where I, where I didn't say, oh, that's just dead on. She's so bizarre and odd. Uh, she's got a wicked sense of humor and a great comedian. But then she'll, on a dime, turn, uh, turn the thing around, and it's heartbreakingly truthful yeah. and real. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, there is something incredibly uh, touching about her. And then the way she treats Frank and, the, know. you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, dude, this better fix you. We have, <laughs> there was a great moment in the first season. Um, uh, Mark Millard, who uh, is our primary director, has this habit. He says, uh, uh, well, I'm satisfied. One for yourself. And uh, that's when, if you want to ad-lib it or change it up somehow usually nobody does anything we do it exactly right but, um, we did this scene last year where uh, I've slept with my son's girlfriend and he found out about it and he beats the crap out of me so I'm lying on the couch being ministered to by Joan and I'm lying to her I say uh, I it, it was over money I told him I'd pay him back he just went nuts I don't know it's because I slept with this girlfriend but I don't say that so we did take after take and we got it and Mark said well I'm done uh, one for yourself and we started the thing, and I looked at Joan, and I adore her so much, and it just popped into my head, and I started to lie about why my son had beat me up, and I looked at her and I said, you know, when it's all said and done, you're the only one who cares anything about me. And she welled up with tears, and it was this wonderful, wonderful moment, which they put in. We can't. Yeah. And that's so cool, too, that you, that you are able to do that, you know, that, there, that kind of safety net. Yeah, uh, almost all our directors do it. I mean, once once we get it, uh, the actors have taken it. We've got great writing, so the actors have taken it upon themselves to learn the lines dead on. I mean, dead on, word for word, perfect. But then at the end, uh, because we shoot so fast, it's not unusual for us to do 10 pages a day. A big, big, big feature might shoot a half a page or a page and a half in one day. We We regularly do 10 pages. And so we shoot fast enough that if you've got an idea and you want to change up the lines at the end, once we've got it down, most of them allow us to do it. And uh, it's freed me up. I mean, not the ad-libbing so much, but uh, there's an improvisatory feeling on the set because we do the whole scene. And it's freed me up. And I'm trying to not... I'm trying to be more... Um, uh, spontaneous in my acting. I'm, 
one of the lovely things about doing a series is that uh, I come back week after week. I really get to ply my craft. Mm -hmm. And I've used it to try to loosen up a little bit. I've always been such a dutiful actor, and I'm trying to be a little bit more outrageous. At, at what point does it become loose, though? At what point? I mean, is it is it physical that you're becoming looser, or is it yes just in terms yes. of the scripts? Yes and yes. Uh, um, because we learn the lines well, and my wife helped me learn lines better. She gave me this new technique on how to do it, and it's really helped. But because of that, um, I... I try to go in with nothing in my head except the lines and be as outrageous and improvisatory if, if uh, to not censor myself and or my performance at all to let it come out pell-mell and i'm loving it it's a lot more fun it's just so amazing for me to even hear you say that because i saw you you know in theater years ago i saw you do american buffalo mm -hmm. and there of course you're just about on stage the whole time you guys are tearing it up and i never thought at the at, at any point oh this guy needs to loosen up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well theater is a joy because of that i mean when a when a play first opens uh you're pretty much hanging on by your fingernails uh, yeah but once it's been open for a couple of weeks and you really know it you know it so well that you can forget it then you start to get improvisatory about it with your line readings and even with the blocking and with your intention and the best of all worlds is when two actors are really playing tennis together. They're, right. You're throwing, you're hitting curveballs to each other back and forth. Um, you know what the objective is, and you know what the lines are and the blocking, but within that structure, mess with the other guy. <laughs> mess with him. <laughs> and it makes it electric. And uh, it's, it is what the playwright had in mind. When you do a film, you've got so you've spent so little time with it. You learn the lines usually the night before or two days before, and you show up and it's, it's, you got to get it right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying not to get it right anymore. I'm trying to let it fly. And uh, it's because I've, I'm in a series and I get to come back week after week. And, and somewhere more. maybe in some of those mistakes, yeah. you find even more about the character. Yeah, I think the purpose of technique always is to free up your subconscious because that's where the truth lies well here's the thing about frank though because you have a character that like archie bunker you really can't have growth to the character mm -hmm. you know at some point you've got to figure out why he stays uh, what an excellent point uh my wonderful wife felicity huffman last at the end of last season we were talking about it and i said this second season i want to do this and this and this and this and she said, maybe you should think about why Frank does what he does. What's underneath? Dig a little deeper. It was her lovely, lovely way of saying, perhaps you should act a little better. And uh, she was exactly right. And I went to the writers and I said, I'd like to dig a little deeper here. You know, um, Frank was outrageous in the first season and I had these wonderful monologues, but it occurred to me that this... <laughs> the story stopped while Frank held forth on some Archie Bunker kind of monologue. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that most of them got cut considerably in the final cut. So I said, let's, let, you know, give me some juice here. And boy, did they step up to the plate. You can't believe what I got to do this year. Well, I, one of the things that I liked about Frank, too, right away, is that 
there was, he sees a big picture. Not his own life, but, oh, Obama done this, and yeah. here's here's where the country has gone wrong. Here's where the generation shit. I'm like, this guy couldn't have more problems himself. I know. Not ready to fix one of them. I know. He just, he holds forth. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And they give me great stuff to say. I don't think Frank believes a lot of it, but he says it anyway. But... Uh, Shameless is the perfect title, though. There's no time that Frank or even the kids wake up in the morning and go, oh, why did I do that? You yeah, know what right. I mean? We, Emmy Ross and, and uh, Joan Cusack and I were talking about it, and Joan kept saying, it's the perfect title because think about it. I mean, you want to live your life shamelessly. Right. Who, who wants to live their life with shame? And... Uh, and on the other hand, some of the stuff we do is shameless. <laughs> yes. So it's a it's a double entendre. Well, it's a fantastic show. Sunday nights, uh, January eighth is this season's premiere. Uh, also, you go on demand and see all last season, and you'll catch up very very quickly and be ready for it if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. I've been a fan for My a long pleasure. long time and love the show, man. Thank you. See you next time through. You bet. Big CeeLo, who, uh, well, the world just shit on him the other night during the big New Year's Eve show. He wanted to do Imagine, personalized it a little bit. Instead of instead of saying, no religion too, and he said, imagine all religions true. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, Hicks, I know you're a John Lennon guy. Where do you fall on this one? Um, I think it's worse is that there's some, some, like there's some auto-tune robot voices thrown well, yes. into the... Those are robot angels. <laughs> that's, see, that's what I found to be worse than anything else. Because CeeLo's a weirdo. We all know this. So he's going to maybe fucking switch it around a little bit. Uh, Fez, you have a problem with him changing the song. Yeah, I didn't like him changing the lyrics. The song's too iconic. You want to change the lyrics to something, write your own song for New Year's Eve. But do you know how old we are into this thing of whether you can sample and who has the right to do what. I mean, we've got to be 30 years into this argument. Oh, you know, they sample whatever they want. He obviously personalized the song because he's not an atheist and thought it would be better to say, imagine that the Apaches, the ancient Greeks, 
the Christians, the Jews, the Muslims, the pagans, and the Satan worshippers are all true. That'd be fucking crazy. That's actually just as nutty as no religion, if you really (laughs) think about it. Or maybe it's the same exact thing. Um, Where are you on this one, Zeitz? Uh, part of me is just like, if you like the original song, listen to the original song. It, it, it bothered me at first, and then I realized that this is his interpretation. If he wants to change the one lyric, have at it, CeeLo. Yeah, I thought a lot of this shit came down was just the, uh, you know, Grandpa Rocker stuff. You know what I mean? Like that 60s generation that acts like nothing can be fucked with. How dare he touch the words of John Lennon? I mean, is it all that different than if they would have added a guitar solo where one hadn't been before? Or a piano? I don't know. I mean, if you really go back to it, if the original is so perfect, then just play John Lennon. They had every right to do that. It's like a video m- package up I, there. I, I, I wouldn't s- mind if people started switching up the words a little bit to the national anthem. Just fuck shit up. I didn't see this live. I, I read about it before I watched it. The way people wrote about it, it sounded like he completely changed the song. And then you watch it, it's like one lyric. But the lyric that changed changes the entire philosophy of the song. The entire philosophy of the song is, imagine if we appreciated life as we had as if, if this was important. I mean, the song is a powerful song because it's basically saying we're missing out. Because we're looking for something else. It's a pretty important lyric. <laughs> but, you know, CeeLo likes robots. I also weirdness. think John Lennon is a very important part of New York City, and you're standing in the middle of Times Square changing his lyrics. I think it's a little disrespectful to the memory. Then play, then nobody should cover John Lennon. You know, I mean, I have no idea that he's supposed to be. I'm, I'm sure he would be uncomfortable with being some kind of iconic uh, person that nobody could interpret his music. Don't you talk about him. Um, here, uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, like, remember before recorded history, like, Bob Dylan would sing a Woody Guthrie song and change it up a little bit. I don't I don't think there's that much of a problem with it. It's just... Yeah, I mean, that you are right. Before the day, that they started to make records, those... No one even knows who wrote most songs. You know, a lot of those classic songs, those hillbilly songs and shit, are just around with the old folk music. Um, Tom, you're on Run a Fez. Hey guys, I understand that in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make any difference. CeeLo's free to do what he wants, and you know, it doesn't—it's not a big deal. But he's kind of missing the point of the song in changing that lyric. He's kind of, you know, uh, missing what Lennon's talking about, and uh, you know, he's destroying the intent of what Lennon was saying. He just well, I don't think he point. destroys the intent because the intent is still there. Maybe CeeLo will never fucking get it. Um, I remember that this song was sang, I think, some kind of graduation I was at. And I was really fucking laughing my ass off, thinking, this goes to show you how little people pay attention to lyrics. Because it's basically communism and atheism, atheistic fucking society would be so much better without, all, you know. And they, they weren't paying attention. Sounds nice. Yeah. Kids are really going to like this one. Uh, it is the Ron Fez Show, 
Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So CeeLo takes a giant, what I like to call now, African-American shit all over John Lennon's legacy. Maybe we can get an official remark from the Black Rock Coalition. Here's Earl Douglas. Hey, buddies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well, my take on it is, if you're going to sing the song, sing the song. Leave the lyrics the way. If you're going to interpret the song, sing the lyrics as they were written. Well, do you have to do you have to play the guitar the way it was written? Um, did the Rolling Stones somehow uh, fuck up Robert Johnson's old songs by playing them differently? Well, yeah, I think they did different arrangements, but they didn't, you know, take the guts out of the lyrics either. So, what is it? Why is this lyric so precious? I mean, again, I think it's the content of the song. And, you know, and speaking of someone who's, who considers themselves a spiritual person, I think you're taking you're taking the song out of it into a different context. Not not by a lot, but you're taking it into a different taking the context of what the song's about into a different direction. Mm. But what what's wrong with that? Um. But, well, don't say I'm going to sing. Say you're going to sing a variation on Imagine or a song based on the themes of. So Imagine. you would have been fine if they would have said, "Here's CeeLo with a variation of the song Imagine by John Lennon." Well, people have have done variations of songs before. Well, this is a variation. They just didn't announce it. <laughs> well, and well, but you don't take you don't change what some people consider a pretty key lyric of the song. No, I I get what you're saying, Earl. I just think the song still exists for anybody who wants it. Oh, totally. But I think in that particular, I mean, you know, Times Square, like moments before the ball's about to drop, I don't know if that's the particular moment to do it. Was Did this play on all the channels or just NBC? Um, it was just on NBC. It was on the Jumbotron. Because I don't watch the fucking NBC. I lock in like everybody else. I lock in for Rockin' New Year's Eve. Still with Dick Clark? Dick Clark drew 20-some fucking million people. Um, and then I think there was three dozen that watched NBC, <laughs> maybe closer to 19. And then I don't know if anybody watched the gay show that CNN does. I did. <laughs> that fucking whatever they're supposed it's to be doing there. And actually, I did go back and forth and watch a little New York 1. Yeah, you gotta fucking yeah. check in there. I mean, shit, it's the home team. Just three dozen watch the MDC? Yeah, three dozen. Wow. <laughs> I was so, one of three. Oh, man. What, what Did you work that night, Earl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in the belly of the beast. How was the vibe? Uh, insane. <laughs> Who had that place rented out that night? Um, I think, yeah, the place was rented out. I think the Times Square Alliance had the place rented out. I can't yeah, imagine what they're paying for that. I don't, I don't even want to guess. It's got to be $6 billion. <laughs> and the irony was that CeeLo closed the show. He closed the party. Iron, you know, I don't think that's ironic. He fucking worked for them that night. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be ironic if he would refuse to close the show. It was like well, that. I mean, considering after everything, because that, that went through the crowd pretty quick that he, you know, they had changed the. I mean, there was like a Beatles theme throughout that whole. They should have rioted. <laughs> because uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Bieber did. Uh, he completely murdered, uh, and I don't mean that in a good way. 
he did uh, Let It Be with Carlos Santana playing the solo. Yeah, um, I think Justin's, Justin's little voice is changing. He's going through a little change right now. Oh, no. It's actually, the pitch was actually going up because I stepped outside just to kind of see what was going on outside, yeah. and I, I, I swear to God, I thought it was a woman singing the song. If I was him, I'd sing Let It Bieber. That would be my fucking take on it. <laughs> Bieberites would lose their shit. Yeah. They're the best. <laughs> Bieberites or something, not Bieberites. He should come out and do it. I'm a Bieber. <laughs> then I saw my face. <laughs> now I'm Justin Bieber. Um, who else did you see that night, Earl? Um, that was pretty much, was it, uh, well, so we saw Lady Gaga dressed as a, it looked like a kumquat or something. It was so strange. It was like I was black outfit. Uh, you know, now you're just being racist. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, did you see her making out with the mayor? Yeah. No, I missed her making out with the mayor. She cupped his little balls. <laughs> she said one of these dropping. <laughs> That was highly... I saw the picture the next morning. I was just like, this is highly disturbing. Yeah, I know. It almost was like he, that she was kissing an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see him... You, you could see the look of, like, I will never live this down on his face. He was. He looked so uncomfortable. But he's a fucking billionaire. Live anything down. He's gay. It's very fucking hard for him to have to make out with a woman. <laughs> but the gays love her, so I think he gets the pass. They're By the way, you, you notice how many times William H. Macy has to drop his wife's full name? Oh, my yeah. wife, Felicity Hoffman. Mm -hmm. okay. You know who I'm married to, right? Yeah. So check that, yeah. Hoffman. You're fucking familiar, right? Okay, great. She's an actress? We got it. You've seen her work, though. Felicity Hoffman. Yes, she's great. Just, you know, I'll let you know that. Throw that out there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right, hold on. Here's Sal. Sal, you're on with uh, Black Girl Douglas, who is condemning right now, in, in the name of the Black Rock Coalition, is condemning CeeLo. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, listen, Ron. I'm glad he did what he did to the song. I judge artists by what they do. Now I know I'll never buy anything or support any of his art because I don't believe in what he believes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're as stupid as ever. You weren't going to buy anything by CeeLo. If you haven't picked up anything by him yet, it wasn't going to happen. Come on, dude. Get a Horace Barkley album. At least get some Danger Mouse for yourself and fucking, en <laughs> fucking enjoy it. Fuck yeah. It's a good album. Goody Mob? Come on, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, CeeLo didn't think anyone cared because he remember when he put out Forget You after everybody loved the fuck you thing. Oh, yeah. Then he had Gwyneth to Forget You. Duh. Yeah, he just did it to get get on the radio, which he didn't need to do. That bothers. I still refuse to listen to the forget. I like it better. I really do. I think it's right? something I could, the whole family can sit down with. I thought it changed the original intention of the song. To make it better. I like changes. I like when you improve on things. <laughs> um, hey, Stratton, you're on Running Fest. All right, I got some shit for you to check out on YouTube. Yeah. Type in Imagine a Jump. And fucking enjoy yourself. What is it? Imagine a jump. Imagine a jump. Yes. All right. I hope this isn't some fucking mixed thing, because oh, I hate yeah, this. Yeah, it is. It, it's a mashup, as the kids I say. I hate a fucking mashup. All right, we'll try it for two seconds.
just please stop it. It's just like, uh, hey, I'm going to throw shrimp and chocolate pudding. Isn't that great? We like both those things separately. Um, Van Halen coming to New York to announce, and you think they would do it from the Hard Rock Cafe with Earl. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about that. They're not. They're going down into the village at the old Cafe Agogo to announce their plans. I guess they're doing Imagine a Jump. Live every night. Yeah, new world tour, new album, new single. Do you even give a shit, Earl? Or is it not 1987? Um, Why this the streets? What the fuck? Do you hear this shit, man? They're back. Dave's come back. I'm I'm mixed about it because I never seen the David Lee Roth version. But I'm kind of bummed because again, Michael Anthony's not in it. And if you want, if you want to do Van Halen, do the Van Halen, do with the original four. Well, they're mad at him. <laughs> what mad for being loyal to the band? He's yes. the one guy who stood through all the all the nonsense. Yes, but what's his last name? Is it Van Halen? No. Uh-uh. This is why you know we're replacing Chris Stanley with fucking Fez's nephew. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> this come down <laughs> you didn't tell fuck well this is my way of telling him <laughs> here now no with sandwiches <laughs> they want you eat those sandwiches wait who's gonna get breakfast me or Fez's nephew <laughs> what do you oh. think yeah the, my the, nephew Lyle this is the fucking this is the breakfast we'll be getting oh this fucking oh god you're god. making an emotion like you're jerking off yes I did I made that I was trying to hide it from the radio audience oh <sighs> Have your breakfast. Have your breakfast, Lyle. Oh. <laughs> this is the repartee that we have, where it's just like give and take. Back and forth. What I like to do is do a give and then stick to the wall. Does the silence mean that he would your office? <laughs> it means I'm thinking. I'm, it's 2012, and I'm thinking where to go. Uh, Earl... And yeah. I shouldn't really let you do product placement, but you've got this new uh, gray Earl tea that you're pushing, <laughs> that you're selling online. Really? <laughs> it's a black tea and an Earl gray tea. <laughs> now, actually, can I uh, plug an event tomorrow night? Yes, please do, Earl. Uh, tomorrow night, the Black Rock Coalition presents the Million Man Mosh, a benefit for Donovan Drayton. It's going to feature Living Color, 24-7 Spies, Ronnie Drayton, um, Africa Van Bond is going to be spinning between sets all night. Um, it's going to be at the Highline Ballroom, New York City. Uh, bands start around 9 p.m., and all proceeds will go towards the uh, legal defense fund for Donovan Drayton. It's going to be an amazing night. And uh, we got a few special guests coming through that got confirmed it's early, the early, this, early, early this morning. It's the Roots. By the way, did you see them at the Flyers game? And then uh, Questlove was retweeting people who were like, there's the best the NHL can do. Fuck the Roots. He's retweeting. I hate people like that. You're lucky to get the Roots. By the way, I love seeing that game outside. I wish the NHL would play outside all the time. I'd be a big fan. They don't care. I think, I think it's great. the only way to get the game back. Game back from who? The Canadians that we took it from? <laughs> no, well, I mean, like, well, get people interested in hockey again. Also, people thought the Roots were supposed to be big Rangers fans, and just because they, they work for Jimmy Fallon now, everyone was surprised. Fuck them. They go back to Philly oh, every exactly. night. Exactly. Oh, I know. <laughs> Who fucking takes a train home to Philly? <laughs> you got to hate New York to do that. God bless them. <laughs> they, yeah, they still commute to Philly. 
I can't imagine. Yeah, Questlove only recently like kind of got a place in the city. I read that in the Rolling Stones. Best Stone. Western too. He's not even renting. <laughs> no, is he really? <laughs> That'd be that. so fucking funny. <laughs> Best Western. There is one down near the uh, theater. Theater. Shit. I can't wait. There's a comfort in the story. Well, let's let's fucking go over there and do coke one weekend. <laughs> hey, I, w- I want to put up something. I want to book for the show. It's up on the wire right now. And there's already 34 hits on this. This is a real commercial, I guess an internet commercial, for a band. Um, and check these guys out. And just start to play the whole thing, too, because you'll hear them promoting it. Whoa, you think it's Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones? Oh, no, no, no. It's an imposter. This is Brick Bragger and the Strolling Tones. And pure satisfaction is what you get when you spend a night together with them. That's Brick Bragger. I don't know why this only has 32 hits. I like the party in there. close and personal while they get you under their thumb. Strong tones. Spending an evening with Brick Bragger oh, and the Strolling Tones will leave you shattered and left in tatters. Those lips oh, perfect and for this hips song. will make you beg for more. <laughs> this is amazing. Let the talent of these rock and roll musicians bring out the honky-tonk woman that's in you. Yeah. No one really tries to look like except for Brick Bragger. The rest of the band don't even give it a good tip. Well, Keith's got the glasses. That's yeah, and a headband. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go. let's pause for a second. This guy's got a question for Earl. Hey, go ahead, Gary. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I understand this benefit is for a uh, defense fund. What exactly is this guy charged with? Well, he was charged with Robbery, murder, which he was cleared of. Okay. And he, but the other charges, I think they're weapons charges, I believe, but I'm not, don't quote me on that. Terrorism? We're quoting you, Earl. And does he, uh, did he have a past criminal record? No. So he had, he's not a convicted felon or anything. This was his introduction to the criminal justice system. He's 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 a good kid. He has never been arrested, never been in trouble, never had any kind of problems whatsoever. Okay, what's his name again? I'd like to look this information up. Not that uh, I don't to, trust you, but I don't trust you. So it's a benefit, again, Donovan Drayton. You can go to www.thenumber4donovan.com to find out all the information. All right, thank you, Earl. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ron. All right, uh, let us know, Gary. I'll tell you, Earl, you just tried to fucking do something nice. People are out there. I know. <laughs> 
Jack Washington, you're on the Fez. Well, let me try again. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Um, I am knee deep in the Sarcones right now, riding oh, shotguns. Jesus. How good is it? It's uh, it's top quality, man. It's uh, I got it on speed now. I live in DC, but I was in South Philly for the uh, Winter Classic yesterday, and I just put the I put Sarcones on my speed dial. Good idea, bro. Hey, um. Anyway, at the Winter Classic yesterday, I got a good feeling that the the reason the NHL doesn't do more than one of those a year is there's no good way to see the game from practically any vantage point within the Citizens Bank or any outdoor. Right. Stadium. It's just for the people watching the on TV. Yeah, hey, you're watching on the jumbo truck. Yeah. You can't see the puck. You can see the players' torsos, and that's about it. All right, peace. Uh, Adam, you're on the Ryan Face Show. Hey, Ron, I used to work in radio, I mean, for a little while, but if I ever handed in that fucking production piece of that commercial, I would have been fucking fired. Yeah, people don't care anymore. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Rick Bragger. It's horrible. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, the cuts in and out are so bad. And then the, I mean, just... For your next event, a marvelous time will be had by all. Clever. Fun. It's a quality jumping jack flash visual extravaganza. Am I crazy or these guys better than the Stones? I, they're good. I don't know, better. Tickets have to be cheaper. I think we should get them for it. They come here and play in the fishbowl. He's got the moves down. There he does. And if you lads behave yourself, you yeah, can look forward to your sweet brown sugar after the show. Mmm. Okay. <laughs> He's losing his voice as the night's going on. He's getting blown up. I like the old man dancing, too, all around. Just, <laughs> the crowd's discreet. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go over here to Steve in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've really missed Earl. He's throwing a benefit for this guy's defense fund, but he's not completely sure what he's charged with. Well, he knows that he was charged with murder and... Robbery murder. Rape. He raped a cop. No. Shouldn't murder get the top billing in this? Out of robbery murder? That's the take. Give and take. It's back now. Play again. Tomorrow night. Highline Ballroom. Like, if you hate cops and you want them to be raped and murdered... No, not at all. This is not a one of the surprise guests is going to be. One of the surprise guests will. I'll say it. Now Rogers. Holy shit! Nice. Love it, Earl. This is a giant show. All right, let's go through everybody that's going to be in this. Living color. Fantastic. Twenty-four-seven spies. Um, Ronnie, Ronnie Drayton Donovan's father was a fantastic guitarist. He's going to be there. And, um, hip hop legend, DJ Africa Bambada has been Unbelievable. all night. They just also added this, and I can't believe it. Lamont from Sanford and Son. No. Coming in. <laughs> How'd you get that? That is unbelievable. Also, Raj is going to be able to do the show from That's My Mama. 
So there are a lot of there's a lot of shit going on right now. <laughs> Any word on Urkel? No Urkel. <laughs> Lisa from Save the Bell. Earl, you're going to be taking pictures. Yes, absolutely. Are you going? Earl said he does a lot of backstage stuff. Mm -hmm. And I go, Earl, what are you always looking for this? Because he'll send it over to the Interbank for us. And he goes, I'm always trying to get dick shots. Oh, my, what? Why is he always taking pictures across? He goes, everybody will want it if he gets a good no. dick shot. No, I've never taken pictures some, of anybody's biscuits. <laughs> some people might want it. I don't know. Earl, you're, um, there's a rumor going on about you right now, Earl, that uh, you found a little somebody for yourself. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. It's it's early, <laughs> it's early and in flux. That's all. That's the best way to describe it. Would you say that this person lacks color? Uh, she has a low melanin content. Yes. So, guess who's dating up, Earl? Holy <laughs> shit! What? <clears throat> White woman mm -hmm. dating Earl. Is there anybody we know, Earl? No. Somebody who works for Johnny? No, not at all. Somebody you've been she, playing grab ass with her in the pantry? Shit, where you sleep? <laughs> or fucking whatever? What? <laughs> shit, where you fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, you love it. Don't <laughs> never, never shit where you sleep. Remember that. Earl, who's going to win it all? Who's your Super Bowl pick? First of all, give us your Super Bowl and then winner. Um, I'm going uh, New England versus Green Bay. And winner? Green Bay. Bold. Hicks, let's have yours. It's going to be a... Oof. I'm going to say Green Bay-Denver. Really? Tebow time. Did you watch the last Tebow game? Yes, I did. <laughs> I caught Where it. Where he threw for almost 14 yards? <laughs> No, I, I missed the seven weeks, so we're very excited about Tebow. So I went to like four or five. Here's the worst thing that ever happened, ever. <laughs> what a shit show. You fucking threw like three pick sixes. So who's going to win it all? Green Bay. Green Bay will take it. Tebow gets to the end, but no. Uh, who you guys eats? In week one, I said New England over New Orleans, so I'm sticking with that. Uh, Watley, who you got? Ravens, uh, Saints, oh. Baltimore gets another Super Bowl. <laughs> I've got the exact same bet as Fez, except for I'm taking the Saints to win it all. Ray, uh, you know, fucking Baltimore doesn't have a quarterback. Joe Flacco sucks. It's not, They've I been mean, coming on strong lately. But they're not going to be able to beat fucking the Saints without a quarterback. I'll tell you this. There's a good chance anybody in the fucking AFC could go into the Super Bowl. Except Denver. That's crazy. No, Denver's that's my fucking lock. You're going to end up losing that fucking gold card of yours. <laughs> uh, the seeding thing really kind of screwed, because Pittsburgh's probably going to beat Denver, and then the Patriots have to play the lowest remaining seed, and Pittsburgh's a five, so that sucks. Because uh, I'm assuming Texans will beat Cincinnati, although that's a little iffy too, but if, if Houston wins, they'll play the Ravens, and that's a much easier matchup. Um, yeah, it's... It's gotten pretty fucking messy. It's gotten pretty messy by the end of the year on the That's FC right. side. This is one of the few years I can remember where like every playoff team is pretty good. Both pretty good means not great. I think the league is completely watered down. It is watered down. It's like watching old fucking Jello play.
Uh, well, Earl is doing as they call it, a night of rape and murder. No and benefit. A million man march. Million man march at the Highline Ballroom tomorrow night, featuring Living Color, Twenty Four Seven Spies, Ronnie Drayton, and DJ Africa Bambada spinning all night. Earl, are you officially available. are you officially sanctioning CeeLo right now as the BRC? <laughs> um. He falls under BRC, but right now, not too crazy about him. Would you go so far to say he's the worst black rocker in the world? I won't say he's the worst black rocker in the world, but but you got to leave lyrics alone. Respect the lyric. I'm doing a song right now called uh, Living for the Shitty, and it's just to get even for white people. Right. Let's do Very it, Very Stevie. And then I'm also doing a song like this. Mama, mama, there's many, two blacks around here now. Hey. Nothing but sisters and brothers. <laughs> that shit's going to go viral. I hope so. Um, all right, Earl. We'll let you go, buddy. All right, guys. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, i got to come through soon. I want to say hello to you guys. What's that? When are you coming by, Earl? Oh, the end of the week, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's, let's set up a whole anti-white day. Okay. we just attack white people. Friday, hate the crackers. Yeah, hate cracker cops. Hate cracker cops. Cra cracker cops must die. Cracker cops must die. Uh, Friday, we're doing on mass, so you don't want to be in for that, Earl. Oh, cool. Who is it? A little guy named Steve Merchant. Maybe you heard of him. Huh? Oh, nice. That's playing uh, Tuesday. I mean, Friday, 2 o'clock. Nice. And do you got the other unmasked to announce uh, today? Seats? I'm still working on that. Okay. If I don't hear almost immediately about the greatest unmasked ever and everything that you promised me. I had a phone call about it this morning. What was the phone call? Information? I, I said, um... Let's lock this down. Shut I like the down. way you use that kind of business language. You don't keep Fez in a loop anymore? I, I told Fez. What did he say? I just I said, I want to keep him in the loop. I had this conversation. And then he was like, okay. Nice. There's some communication. Yeah, we're this together. This is happening. Um... Mark, you're on my face. Mark, go ahead. Hey, how you, do hey, how you doing? This is Mark. Uh, I just wanted to know, didn't the uh, um, Rolling Stones change the lyrics to Satisfaction when they took out the words, uh, I want to get a girl pregnant? Well, that would have been their uh, their own lyrics. They can change that all they want. Yeah, they wrote the fucking song in the first place. Yeah, it's up to them. Fuck them for changing their own music. There was some little fucking Disney girl who did uh, My Generation and did it. I hope I don't die before I get old. <laughs> it was the fucking greatest thing ever. I fucking, I had it on YouTube and just kept playing it over and over one night. Just fucking high-fiving myself. <laughs> it's a hell of a night. Is it Hillary Duff? Yeah, Big Duff. Big Duff's the Duff. Yeah. Somebody write in, why don't you like mashups? Because they're fucking stupid. 
and they're a waste of time. No, it's like two songs you like <laughs> put together, shoved together so in a like, way that no one gives a fuck about. Hearing the same thing at the same time, but it's different. Tommy. Hey, what's up there, Ronnie? Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you clearly. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, you freaking Tommy. Tommy. That guy said hi to you like crazy us. Sheepy. gets better and better. You know what I'm pissed about? I should ask uh, Macy if you could come with us tonight. Thanks. Wait, where are you guys going? Steaks. Oh, shit. Steaks what? and cold beers, like a couple of fucking Chicago gentlemen. I don't know if you should be drinking cold beers, but, you know, I mean, maybe it's not too late to see if, you know, I can come with. I'd love to. Don't want to fuck up tonight by having you along. He and I are going to talk about acting. I can just hang out, you know, just drink. What's the uh, the thing there? Shameless at underscore Showtime. What the, what the fuck show is your Twitter? Underscore Shameless. S H O underscore Shameless is the Twitter for the show. Jesus, that's crazy. I need first responders up and moving. Hey Brian, you're on manifest. What about the fucking 49ers? Nobody ever talks about it. Since 2002, I've been eating shit, and I live in New York. I've been a 49er fan. You're a 49er fan because you grew up in the 80s and you love Joe Montana. You bet it. You got it, baby. Yeah. See, you didn't do anything to earn this. Yeah, Ronnie <laughs> B., you nothing, know it. This is nothing for you to feel good about. Whatever. They look like shit in that Seattle game. Marshawn Lynch fucking scored a touchdown. Their goddamn run defense. Fuck them. You don't think they got a chance in hell? Uh, I think they're gonna just, they'll get thrown on like a ridiculous amount. And Believe me, if they went to if they were in the AFC, I think they would go to the Super Bowl. It's just tough shit for them. They're in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> they fucked. Where it's all fucking happening right now. I think they're gonna lose in their first game. Who are they playing? Well, I mean, whoever I'm, th I'm saying, whoever wins, they're gonna play either uh, New Orleans, Detroit, or uh, Atlanta, New York Giants. Any one of those four teams, I think, will beat them. You're kind of getting rough on the Niners now. I mean, a little. I don't. I don't believe think in Atlanta could beat them. I don't Jesus. think the New York Giants can beat them. Probably no, they didn't. They fucking got beat by them a few weeks ago. I think the Giants are going to beat Atlanta, and then they're going to go on. And well, then they'd have they'd be the low seed, right? So the you're yeah, the world's this, biggest Giants fan. So the Saints would have to. Why you love play. Tom Coughlin so much? No, Patriots. he loves Eli. He go. He said to me last week. He go. Do you think I look a little bit like Eli? Wow. Holy shit. Is that and I said, yes, but Eli Whitney, you look like. Because he was sitting at a cotton gin at the time. And he said he invented it, but he didn't. <laughs> That's all I know about. I realized the other day, all I know about black people is peanut butter and the cotton oh gin. It's all fucking racist. No, that's, all they, fuck that's all they teach you when you're in second grade. And you haven't fucking absorbed any no, I mean, obviously black people. Them, but when you're younger, that's all they teach you is the, that the, the cotton gin and peanut butter. You're an adult now, Zito. I know that. 
But what is with you and your racism? Yeah, it's, I, it's a Rhode Island thing, I think. I don't think it's a Rhode Island it thing. It is. It's the fucking hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, what's that hill called? Federal Hill? Yeah, Federal Hill. Racism Hill. It is. There's a lot of racists up in that fucking Unbelievable. hill. Unbelievable. Now, where does this come down? When did you start that? The, As a kid? The racism? I, I, first of all, why? this is how racist you are. What makes you think that Eli Whitney is fucking black? Because he was pl- fucking with cotton? Because I never learned that. I've... I, I just learned that that's what, that's what they teach you in Black History Month. Oh, Jesus. Look up. Can you find a picture? The man looks white to me. Eli He looks white as fucking Jesus. He's a cracker-ass cracker. Fucking straight up. Now, you're a fucking racist. You heard that he was fucking with cotton, so he must be black. Obviously. They, yeah. told, they taught us this during Black History Month. I remember this. It was like during the study of the... Holy shit. Oh, my God. Maybe fucking Rhode Island is racist. They didn't fucking create the goddamn device to make fucking t-shirts. Maybe Rhode Island is what racist. What the fuck? No. All this time, you thought Eli was fucking black. Yeah. Yep. Definitely did. Trying to invent something to help out his own work day. That's what I thought. I thought it was like him and George Washington Carver. I know George Washington Carver is black. He invented peanut butter. You're not getting past this Eli fucking Whitney thing. The only reason that you thought that he was black is because that he worked with cotton. Yes. Look at him. He looks like a dapper English gentleman, really. He does. Wow. Fucking doing a comeback. (laughs) Uh, Brian, you're on Ron Fez. Brian in Rhode Island. Hey, uh, just want to let you guys know, yeah, we're all racist over here. Of course you are, because you live in Little Boston. Mm-hmm. First of all, I definitely thought, in my mind, Eli Whitney definitely looked like Frederick Douglass. You're fucking racist. Is, Seriously. I don't God. know how this happened. Because you're fucking fueled by racism is how this fucking happened. And it was always there. Because you're a white devil. Yeah. White and a fucking the, your devilish shit. All right, a picture of Jay-Z came up when I searched for Eli Whitney. <laughs> That's Google's racism. It ain't mine. Why is Jay-Z doing What's Jay-Z doing here? I'll tell you this. That kid that he has is going to be the slowest talking kid in fucking history. Learning English from Jay-Z. <laughs> and sassiest. Yeah, sure. It, he'll get that from his mother. I think it's a she. They're going to name the baby after its mother, Beyonce's ass. Nice. B.A. Oh God! I'm reading about Eli Whitley now. He was he was terrible for the like. That's bad. Yeah. He, he prolonged slavery. Yeah, yeah. Why are you laughing at prolonged slavery? Yeah, my whole life, I racist. thought he was like helping everyone out. Like, look, I. What's your mother teacher. do for a living? She's a teacher. Mm. Mm. She writes a fucking cake, hey, fucking newsletter, probably. No, Eric, you're on running fez. Hey. uh... Are there black people in Rhode Island, Dito? Uh, yes, there are some. There are. You like keep them like segregated, like the middle houses or like little shacks. No, we, no, we don't like, do that. Fuckers. In a museum, your, you fuckers. On your lawn, you know. Fuck fucks. Well, you live on the man, fucking up with the goddamn mansion, huh? Rudy, you're on a fez. Yeah, Eli. I wanted to comment on that. Eli wouldn't think so much. He was uh, black. Well, we know he was white, but you know he stole that cotton gin idea. That wasn't his idea. I've heard that before from McCormick. Uh, I'm not sure the guy he stole it from, but he did see one of the slaves that was taking, took some uh, some twigs and, and shit like that, and he was pulling the cotton loose, 
And he goes, oh, aha, there was an idea there, but it wasn't his original idea to invent that cotton gin thing. So you, you've actually, the person that you're talking about, actually stole ideas. Zito, this is how fucking racist you are. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Disgusting. You stole the ideas from the people he helped enslave. I was actually talking, the thing is, I think there are a lot of people, a lot of people my age, who might, or at least people that I know, who did go to school in Rhode Island, who thought Eli Whitney was black. I was talking about this this weekend with somebody because there was a poster up that said, like, in the subway that Black History Month is coming, and this, this black guy invented the stoplight, which is cool. And I was like, how come all they ever teach about black people is the cotton gin and peanut butter when you're younger? And now, turns out, he's white. You know what? I'm gonna it celebrate. doesn't turn out he's white. He's always been white. I'm going to fucking celebrate Black History Month by inviting some black guys up here to whip your fucking ass on a daily basis. No, don't do that. <laughs> Every day, all month long. <laughs> it's fucking Black History Month with Mark Zito. Just a fucking quick beatdown. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're on a fez. Professor Zito, I will give you $100 if you can name one black person in our history with the first name Eli. Oh, God. Uh, no, I don't think there are really any, which should have been a, a tip-off to me. I always had the feeling, though, that the fucking from the song Eli's Coming was a fucking black dude. I didn't think like a white guy was coming to that kind of fucking heat that was coming his way. <laughs> George Wallace was also great for Black History Month, Zito. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <You're... laughs> and by the way, stop fucking saying that George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. He worked with the peanut. He didn't invent fucking peanut butter. Wait, seriously? He was a fucking scientist, an agriculturalist, whatever the fuck. You act like he was running a fucking stupid lunch place up in Rhode Island. <laughs> I really think he. Are you serious? He didn't invent peanut oh. butter. Um, Thomas, show him on the fence. Hi. If I can back up one topic, you were talking about mashups, and I agree that they're all horrible. But I found one that I think even Pepper Hicks will enjoy. It's the Mighty Pixies and Thin Lizzy. The boys are back in heaven. That's, you can find it on YouTube. This is so stupid. Just stop. It's great. It. It's great. You'll love it. I already, I already fucking hate it. No, it's really right, good. It, I'm gonna it, listen to it for one second. And the second I start to hate it, I'm gonna yell, "I hate Thomas!" And, all right, bye. I prefer the original. <laughs> um, Larry, you're on a fez. Yeah, hey, Ron. Yeah, Zeke just uh, said some black guy invented the stoplight. Uh, the stoplight was invented by a man named Elwood Haynes in Kokomo, Indiana, in like 1890-something. Uh, he invented, he had his own automobile company. He invented a special steel called Stellite. 
Uh, look it up on the Internet, Elwood Haynes, Kokomo, Indiana. He's got a museum and everything there. These don't have any clue. First he said a black guy. Or, really, uh, sir? What about guy. Garrett Augustus Morgan, inventor of the type of traffic signal that we still use today? That's what I was referring to. Well, you said he invented a stoplight. Whatever. He didn't invent a stoplight. Look it up on the Internet. He invented a traffic signal. It's pretty much the same. That's pretty much what we... That's a stoplight. Face. Actually, I found John Peake Knight. Actually, you're both wrong. No, no, I'm not wrong. I thought J.P. Knight was a fucking boy band guy. <laughs> it's 98 degrees. Um, Ryan, California, you're on the fence. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I just got to defend Vito because I was I was taught you I wouldn't was black also. Guess what? You're a fucking racist, too, and you're black. Chuck in Chicago, you're on the fence. <laughs> Yeah, most people celebrate Black History Month. All Zito can manage is Black History five seconds. Unbelievable. Maybe we will have a Black History Month this fucking month to try to fucking bang the racism out of this kid. Because it's just enveloping everything. This is disgusting. Um, here's 49er Brian. You're on my face. Zito, you racist prick. You don't like the 49ers because you watched the love of your life leave you forever in San Francisco. That's why. No, I don't like the 49ers because Alex Smith cannot win a Super Bowl. You could blow me. How about that? I think it's because there's blacks on the team. Game wow. racist. Game racist. Yeah, that. What, like, racist. seriously, what are all the black people on those teams? I just, like, think about that. Not racist. You're not I racist, even after what we heard today. It's craziness. You are racist. Look, the cotton gin, Eli Whitney, white man, made it. Sean, you're on Hey, Happy New Year, fellas. Uh, Zeke, you should know this one, too. There is a black guy named uh, Eli in our, in our history. It's uh, Denzel Washington's character in the Book of Eli. His name was Eli. Okay. Uh, character. Why didn't you say it then, racist? Well, yeah. I, didn't, I guess you never saw that fucking movie. Well, I didn't know we, we could name fictional characters. Truthfully, I wouldn't really have known any of them either, but... And he, that, that was set in the future. You know what? I want you to do something for the Interrobang. I want you to be in charge of Black Rock History Month, where you have to come up with a Black Rock History fucking moment every day. Come okay, on. Okay, should we do that in Redeem February? Redeem your racism. Are we doing that now or in February? February, Black Fucking History Month. Okay, cool. Yeah, come on, dude. You get you get a month to lose your racism. I will do that. The, I don't have racism, but I will <laughs> gladly, you know, put forth information. Uh, Todd, you're on running Fez. You doing, boys? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. How come you're not putting the boots to Zito? Every time you fuck up, he's all over you like white on rice. You're just sitting there with your mouth shut. Come white on, on Eli Fezzy. Whitney. 2012, let's go. See you, boys. See you, pal. What are you having your little lunch? Because I'm going to need it to take a uh, pill with. I'm, I'm just going to need soon. a bite of yours. Whatever you, you got. All right. We'll Something the lunch small. Going. Okay. I've decided he doesn't get any. I was maybe going to give him some, but after his racism shit, no, he doesn't get anything. But UCB Fred does. 
Some Fred is. I haven't talked to him this year. Come on, Fred. I want to tell you a little story about Fred. Oh. I never tell you enough Fred stories. I love Fred stories. Love to hear as much as I can about UCB Fred. This is about the last day that I saw you guys. Oh, shit. Which doesn't seem like forever that we were off. It seems yeah. like two or three weeks. Especially. It seems like a month and a half. Like the Ronnie Spector day seems like forever. <laughs> I was leaving that day. Yeah. Fred was in the hall. Yeah. Stopped me. And gave me a Christmas gift. What I would call a Christmas gift of kindness. Oh. Where he started to say nice things to me. And started to choke up. Wow. Oh, it, when I have to speak from the heart, it gets very difficult. I'm, I've never had another man start to choke up when they were talking. I wasn't... I don't know if it was choking up exactly. You went... Get, get, the, oh. No one's ever given me the... Get, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, Fred. I just want to give And that was that was my number one Christmas gift that I got. Oh, oh you're welcome. That's beautiful. Uh, what I got from Fez. Yeah. Well, how would you well. feel about this? Okay. And I'm not going to make a big deal about it. But if Fez gave something to you for Christmas that he would do in live reads for. Now, let me tell you something. Oh. I've worked in radio a long time. And I know when you do live reads, you get the fucking thing free. Okay. You got an Xbox 360 Connect? Yeah. Wow. Nice. You can use your whole body to, to, mm. as a controller. Yes. As we all know. Get everybody the in free the free live read. I did not get that free. I went and purchased that. What, what made you okay. think of it? Our show? What's happening? Is that really what it was? Mm -hmm. oh, I was just picking a product that I remember. <laughs> it really was. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it, uh, it's kind of cheap. So better or worse than last year? Oh, it's better. <laughs> because I can at least talk about it. And I know I can explain why it, it was horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I don't care, but I know he got it for free. So how you liking it. That was not a promo model. <laughs> um, you know, you do what you always do with one of those things. You play Christmas Day and that's it. You know, the kids are up. Hey, look, we're all playing this. But what are you going to do? Be jumping around in your fucking living room? Much prefer the control. Yeah, you got Madden. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? Play, fuck, fuck that. That's why you're playing video games. And he gave me like oh. the sports thing and it's almost like... Instead of being like improvisational, it's like Dance Dance Revolution where you gotta hit the oh, same wow. things over and over. I'm like, who the fuck? Did you also get a sweet and sexy set from uh, Pajamagram? <laughs> <laughs> or free pass to porn.com? No, I'm sure his sister or his fucking brother got that. I'm just throwing in the live read fucking tchotchkes. What's the thought that counts? Not, you know. Um, here's uh, Mark. Mark, you're on a fez. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy New Year. Uh, is it really racism if you don't give a fuck who does what, whatever their skin color is? Where are you calling from? Canada. Yeah. It's because you don't know what races are. In Canada, I wouldn't be fucking racist either. <laughs> All right. All right. How far you live from the border? 
Uh, about uh, an hour, like 60 miles for you guys. 90% of the Canadians live an hour away from the border. Isn't that, that strange? Is true. That's that bizarre. Get to that tree line. Fuck it. Get out there. Yeah, well, you got a whole big country. There's like, you know. Yeah, but they don't know where it ends. You ever notice that? Like, you ever see a map of Canada? It's yeah, like, it straight away into nothingness. <laughs> oh, Alaska's up there. They don't have that a top. No. Like, they don't even watch the top of their borders. They're like, whatever. Anybody makes it up there is badass, I guess. <laughs> or an Inuit, right? That's their, They're like Native American. Yeah. Uh, here's Rob, Staten Island. You say Rob from Staten Island? Yeah. Oh, great. Hey, Zito, what's the full name of Rhode Island? Don't leave out the second half. Yeah, uh, Rhode, I uh, Rhode Island uh, in the in the state of Providence plantations, I believe. And they, oh, wow! Oh, come on! Connecting all the. They also they uh, had it a all makes sense now. They had a vote on it, I believe, last election cycle. Like, hey, we could take that out and just be Rhode Island. <laughs> and they voted. They said no. Keep it. Of wow! Why wouldn't exactly. they? That's racism, right there. It is. It's fucking racist. I mean, you would think that'd be a slam dunk. You know what, guys? Here's the time where we can stop being racist. <laughs> and they said, "No, we have to preserve our racism." Who's going to vote on the size of being racist? <laughs> Me. Just, you just hear one eye just fucking through the whole state. Apparently, a lot of people. <laughs> secret ballot. They can get away with it. It's not secret anymore. It's all out there. I really did like getting the live read from you, Fez. That was really nice. Was a nice fucking present. <laughs> By the way, 78% of the state voted against the name change. Sure wow. Yeah. It's a fucking racist Just the Spanish and fucking blacks <laughs> vote for it. Can we just feel fucking okay in our own state? Mm-mm. A little fucking racist up there. Disgusting. They always try to make themselves feel better. Like, oh, we didn't have slavery. You know, we... We were on the side of the north. No, it's still mm -hmm. racist. It's still racist, you're right. It's fucking Plantation City up there. Yeah, fuck. Ed, North Carolina, you're on Ronnie, just wondering where the love is for William H. Macy, one of the greatest actors of our time, and nobody's even talking about the guy. That was phenomenal, and thank you for the interview. First of all, thank you. Second of all, let's face it. We take things for granted here. We're a granted-taking fucking thing. But we're now, you know, we're now buddies with William H. Macy. I'm going to go out and have dinner with him tonight. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Sure I can't come? They just yeah. slide me in there? You can come, but you also ruin it. Because you drink too much and you fucking get surly. <laughs> this is what... And this is what he does when he's drinking another person. is like, you're William Macy. Yeah. And just act like you're talking to Ron about the show Shameless or David Mamet or so, uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, any of the great work he's ever done. You know, and so, I'll, be, I'll be Hicks. Okay, so when we're filming Shameless, you yep, know, it's yep, like, yep, yep, shameless, well, we, shameless, shameless, we, we make sure that we know our, you make, you our make, lines. You do it. You know lines. You're the one. All right, wow. really, I didn't realize. You're just not pleasant. <laughs> no, didn't realize I could, you know, put up people on Macy. <laughs> Macy with an H. Uh, Who is this, Ron H. Bennington, then? <laughs> Another this, drink. This is why they won't let Hicks go to Chili's. 
Because of his attitude. Good. I prefer Outback anyway. <laughs> uh, Craig, you're on my face. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? I was going to say, if no one else going to ask how Fezzy's Christmas went, was it as fun as everyone probably expected it was going to be? Well, why do you got to bring that up? You know, then you're going to be like, well, why don't you start talking about anything because it's by yourself? You struggling coming back in, Fez? Yeah, uh, I didn't mean to, but I, I apparently am. What happened? It was just, I mean, Christmas was just kind of there. I don't think I actually ever got the Christmas spirit. It was, it seemed like it was, we did things that we normally do, and but it just seemed, okay, now what do we do? Apparently my father was really the guy who was Mr. Christmas in our house. Mm-hmm. Candy cane that stirs the drink. Ouch, come on. You know he lost his dad this Racism, year. Racism, meanness. That's what Rhode Island stands for. You know that the guy's fucking hurt, then you gotta say that the candy cane that stirs the drink. The only thing different was going out to his grave on Christmas Day. Thanks, Zeets. Wow. Did you put a live read out there? No, I put a poinsettia plant there. Oh, where'd you get that free from? Profiles.com. <laughs> Fucking Zeech just dead. See what Zeech just did? Mm-hmm. The racist, yes. Why'd you uh, go out there? Why'd you go to his grave on Christmas? To feel better? Well, it just felt like to... Since everything just seemed so oft without him, it was the only way I could think of to include him. Did anybody go with you? No, I just went by myself. Oh, good son. Yeah. No, none of you guys went. I went. Yeah, I was there. Where were you guys? Yeah. Glad you enjoyed your Christmas. I went out and visited Dad. I don't know if you saw him, but... Uh... You should have went to Japan, dude. You would have came back with all these stories. Hell yeah. Not Mr. Dull, man. Fucking searching for where do I fit in. You'd have been Japanese story guy. Land of the Rising Sun. What's that mean? Like that's where the that's where the land comes. That's where from. the sun comes up. Oh, I thought you meant because the animals did house of the rising sun. Oh, that's there he is. Hell yeah! You gotta go to Japan, dude. Why don't you go to Japan? Because it could be really good for you. Yeah, just go to Japan. Or as fucking um, Zito calls it, why don't you go to Slit Eyeville? Oh, that's his idea. Zito, it's a Rhode Island thing. Seriously, I, I don't call it that. <laughs> yes. Yes, they have different shaped eyes than white people. So what? I know. Why do you have to... The one defining characteristic of the entire fucking civilization? Fuck. They have a very rich culture. Just they do. Physical I get tired of it after a while, you know? Just like every other thing. Just racism. I want to go to Japan and open up a cooked fish place and just fucking... Blow their fucking yeah. minds. Yes. <laughs> wow. Fucking finally sushi that's so hot and delicious. <laughs> Add fire to this fish? What? Doesn't even cross the minds. Mm. Shameless was just that. Uh, yeah, there's my friend William H Macy. This would be a great night. I've already seen the first four. Has this new season? Yeah, it's real good. Plus that chick's so hot. The daughter. She's fucking wild hot, yeah. His family's always have a wild hot daughter. Yeah, that's right. And then his brothers beat the fuck out of you when you're over there. Yeah. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't there like a shameless family in every neighborhood? Yeah. There was this fucking. I don't want to give out their last names, but they were in our neighborhood. They were crazy as fuck. <laughs> now the whole family was lunatic, and you know, like you can imagine, it wouldn't be as clean as everybody else. So everyone fucking chased the fucking kid home like we used to do. It was fucking throwing shit at him, punching him. He runs into his house. He comes through with the hose, right? Through the house, right? And people were at the front door. Now, I don't know whether he had a hose hooked up inside his house or he brought the hose from the backyard through. Then he does this. He smashes out the window like in a fucking cowboy movie and starts squirting people on his fucking door. On his porch. That's fucking batshit. They are. They were fucking crazy. And that whole fucking family... They were, you know, they would have to fight every day. They would be fighting somebody. Oh, yeah. Crazy as fucks. They would steal from you. They were fighting with this other fucking kid and somehow threw a dead pig in his pool. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where they were fighting. I don't have any idea. They slid a fucking pig in his fucking throat and threw him in his pool as vengeance. That shows him. I'm telling you right now. I jump a fence to get away from those fuckers. I would jump events today if I found out they were in here. We got security, though, so it's okay. <laughs> Who am I going to get? <laughs> um, John, you're on Manifest. Ronnie B., a million bucks. Happy yeah. New Year. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what would you think about the um, season finale of Homeland? And before you answer, uh, Pepper Loves Dicks and Zeno. Oh, don't. Come on. Uh, I will talk about Homeland because I have I'm all caught up on that. I just first of all that little girl that does Homeland. I don't, can't think of her name right now, but she's our best actress. Clay Danes. Yeah, she's our best actress. She's been great forever, ever since my so-called life. See, I didn't know about that. But you ever see that fucking show? She plays like I think it's like it's a movie, and she plays this person named Temple. Temple Grandin. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I did. It's unfucking believable. Yeah. She is so good in that that you think that she was a fucking agoraphobic fucking autistic lunatic. Yeah. Oh, she played autistic? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a true story. It's unbelievable. Sit down and watch it. All right. So yeah, she's great. I worry I wanted them to wrap up and then have a new person to chase next year. But they're going to drag it out. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was super tense, but it just was... It, I, I don't know what they could have done to make me truly happy. I really wanted it to be a one-season Kill show. a few black people at the end, maybe. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's you probably... You fucking racist. Seriously, a you're a racist. Maybe a flashback. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Tony Armand Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I'm not going to give the guy's first name, but uh, there was a kid in my school named his last name was Jay, and people used to beat him up, and he was like a crazy family. And I just remember, like, one time I was, like, a crossing guard at school, and this old man shows up in a beat-up rambler, and with a tool, gets out of the car with a two-by-four. I was like, get in the car, get in the car, you know, and stuff like that. I was like, that was... There is some just some crazy ass fucking families out there. Crazy ass fucking families. Well, also when you're little, you don't even necessarily realize it. Like we used to live next to this crazy family, and uh, I recently asked my parents about him. Like, remember that guy? And they're like, yeah. 
he was mentally disabled. I was like, wait, really? Is that why he was always just standing in the yard? You don't even notice half this shit as a kid. Like, there's just crazy shit going on all the time. There was something about my block, too, with fucking retards and amputees. <laughs> Fuck. I, well, my little block had four kids that died. When I was growing up, four fucking kids that died. It's almost suspicious. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> now, in hindsight, I'm like, what the fuck? If you put little dots on a map, they'd what be am like... I doing going to a fucking funeral? <laughs> I'm just a fucking child. Why am I a pallbearer? You can barely even hold that coffin up. <laughs> they always have adults to help, though. That's true. Just looks to have a kid. Looks yeah. good to have a kid in the progress. It does, doesn't it? It's adorable. Look at him. He thinks he's a pallbearer. He holds his little hand up there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rob, you're on Hey, uh, speaking of retards, does anyone else find it odd that a 60-year-old shut-in couldn't find the Christmas spirit? You know, see, this is the thing. This yeah. is why I didn't want Fez to go in and tell his true story, because then he would be judged on it. And if I was Fez, I would have came at it on a whole different angle. I would have had a crazy story of what I did. I would have fucking, you know, mopped it up. He opens his heart to you people, and he tells you how dull things are going on, and you still got to fuck with them. Why? Why fuck with them? Josh, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez, I'm not judging, but that bit you did last time with your grandmother, did you bring a shovel to the, to the cemetery this year also? No, because your dad was, um, is in ashes, right? Yeah, cremated, and then his ashes was, uh, were interred into the ground. I mean, the most you could do is maybe make some, like, clay thing out of him. Or, what happened to G-Baby? Oh, G-Baby, G-Baby's just got here. G-Baby's here. He's good to go. He's in the when boat. did he get here? Well, about 10 minutes ago. So he's 20 minutes late. Oh, I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah. Let me see. Where's he at? He's in the booth. How long has he been in that booth? Tell me the truth. I've been waiting for the fucking guy the whole time. Oh. Maybe 20 minutes then? I think he was on time. <laughs> now I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> now, is he only here because he's going to another one of his Broadway plays, or is he... I don't believe he has a play set up. I know he loves The Great White Way. I believe that's what it's called. I mean, so does fucking Zito. I know. He likes The Great White anything, you fucking... Seriously. I'm in great company. I'm sorry to... I didn't know. I really thought he did. Don't say you're sorry to me. Say you're sorry to the African-American I'm people. sorry to the African-American community. You, you, you fucking enslaved through... Not just through chains, but through your mind. I really thought he was black. And here I got... Fucking Fred sitting here, a son of Robert E. Lee, or whatever you call yourself down there. Yeah, sons of the Confederate. <laughs> yeah, because what day do you have down there in Virginia? The same day as Martin Luther King Day. You also have God Lee Jackson Day. Something, something. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so <laughs> just so, so fucking super, racist. Like, we need our own day. And it's gonna yeah, be right. on Martin Luther King Day. And <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be Lee Jackson Day celebrating. What's he famous for? Killed a bunch of black people. Fucking racism. States' rights to kill black people. That's what it was. Um, Lewis, Manhattan, you're on first. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy New Year. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have these uh, little Spanish kids that lived next door to me. They were Their whole family was fucking crazy. They had uh, live chickens in the apartment. They had about three or four live chickens. <laughs> uh, they, they used to come over and uh, steal from me and then invite me over the next day to play with the toys that they stole from me. And their fucking father was in prison. And I never seen anything like this. He had I, I can't even count the stitches, but uh, he had stitches that went from like his torso up to his neck. Some guy sliced him in prison. 
Yeah, you see some crazy fucking shit. There was one of my friends stole my bike when I was a kid and painted it with house paint. And then we was fucking driving by. So we took it back. And uh, he was all pissed off. And he's like, I fixed the flat. I go, I'm not fucking paying you. You fucking painted my house, my bike with house paint like a fucking retard. Oh, she's going to peel. What the fuck? He was a fucking pyromaniac, too. He used to fucking light the woods on fire next to us all the time. Do you ever get any good fucking blazes going? Yeah, huge ones. Gigantic nice. ones. Just <laughs> fucking... You know, because at the time, there was nothing more exciting than the fire department coming. But I never fucking squealed. But everyone in the neighborhood knew there's a fire. Who fucking started it? Fucking fire and they would say to me, did he start that? And I'm like, I don't think so. I didn't see you him know? do it. Yeah. It's been very dry recently. It so could be anybody. It could be know. anybody. I saw someone smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. He's right out of the side of the car. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna break here and get G Baby into the fucking mix. Cause it's time to give out his best of and what he's looking forward to. Ooh. Jermaine Lassier, who last night, as I'm watching television and the ad for Carnage comes up, I see funniest movie of the year, funniest movie in history, Jermaine Lassier slash film. Wow. Whoa. That's some big shit. That is fucking sick. G Baby in the house. We break, we're back, we're on a fish show. That was no simulation! I have been to the dark side, I have seen a world that no man should see. Really, for most people, it was a rather pleasant experience. That portal is mine, and it must be sealed forever for the love of God. It's the Rana Fez show. Jermaine Lassier is in the house. Hello, everybody. You, of course, know him from Kevin Smith's podcast. One and done, but yes. that was Just a one and done, Just huh? one and done. But I was on there. I was in his house speaking about it. My parents will play the clip often for friends. Where is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. Did you hear Kevin Smith talk about my son? Just who's nice. Kevin Smith? Then you got to explain who Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith is, is to it? some seventy-year-old woman. Yeah, snoochy boochies, <laughs> and she has no idea what's going on. Um. Well, this is the cool thing that you know everyone does their top ten list, but uh, also you do the top ten movies that you're looking forward to. Yeah, and yeah. no one does that shit. You're by yourself out there. <laughs> I, I used to be back in the day. This year, even more than usual. Everybody's doing it. Is that right? Well, yeah, I still consider it yours. Oh, thank you. Appreciate. It. Well, I've been doing it for since you know, like two thousand one, two thousand. Yeah, more or less. Uh, but this year in particular, you know, every year that's usually, you know, the big summer blockbusters that I'm looking forward to. The um, first one, the first year I read it, you said you were looking forward to where the boys are. So we're going back to the <laughs> early sixties. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, you got to go deep with those movies, sure. I guess. But yeah, 2012 is looking to be like an insane, insanely year full of potential. Blockbuster year. 
It's fours, threes, twos, reboots. This is, you know what? There are, but it's uh, it's it's all over the map. I mean, I I actually handed in a list of thirty mm-hmm. to the, to my editor. I was like, here are the thirty movies I'm anticipating, and they're like. We can't do a top... Everything's top 10. We can't do top 30. So let me do top 20, but I just put the other 10 as like a uh, um, honorable mention. What, why does the editor hold you back there? I know. That's what I'm thinking. fucking problem. Why can't they see you're the fucking future? It's true. I'm all over TV now. You haven't seen it yet, huh? No, I haven't seen it on TV. I, my, a friend of mine works with the company. sent me a screen cap of it, and that's what I tweeted out and stuff, but... Yeah, I have not seen it on TV yet. And uh, I saw it last I night. I think I was watching a bowl game at the time. Mm-hmm. That's a that's kind of odd that they put carnage during a bowl game. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Maybe no, no. I, I mean, I I would rather be that more people watch the bowl game than watch you know the good well I don't know whatever some kind of drama that you might think would be good match. You can't think of one right now. I can't. I said the Good Wife. Mm. You know, or sixty minutes that matches carnage. Maybe a lot of people watch that too. Is it really as funny as you let on, or you just wanted to get fucking mentioned on TV? I've tried to get mentioned a lot of times, and this is the first time. Well, not, not, not I'm like out, you know, outwardly doing it, but a lot of times what they'll do is after you do see a movie, they'll email everybody and say, "What'd you think?" Which basically means give us a quote for the commercial. Mm-hmm. I have friends who don't write movie reviews and get quotes on commercials all the time. They'll just send back phenomenal, you know, and then like there it is, you know. But uh, this time, they didn't ask for that. I just w- went to see the movie and wrote a review, and I didn't know that they'd use my quote. They'll also call. They'll also email you and ask permission. Can we use this? They used it for my week with Marilyn. They asked me permission. A couple of movies. Um, I'm trying to think, because I get asked sometimes for Hicks after I've seen a screening to say what I thought yeah. before the guest comes in. And I always, when I don't like the movie, I'll send back the... I think this movie is going to make a lot of money. <laughs> That's my quote for them. Huge. Yeah, you have to be... most of those are the movies I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a lot of times you just have to be honest. I mean, I've never seen... I've, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but they'll be like, what do you think? And I'll be like, I, it wasn't really for me. You know, and then and then that's that. But, uh... Have you ever been... Have them cock block you from something, though, after you've said that? No, no, not really. They know they're not going to get, you know, 100% across the board. Even the best movies don't get 100% off the board. You know, as, you know, you guys have Armand all the time. He's the, usually the guy, which is pretty, which is fun. But, uh, I, I have no problem with that. We were talking about that last night at dinner. I think it's cool that he, you know, he backs it up. He's not, he's no, you know. I think you and Armand would get along very well. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I, he he does our podcast the, this, on my site. You know, I think it's one of the few podcasts that legitimately have him on and let him speak his voice. Everybody else just shits on him. Well, you guys don't, but you know what I mean. Well, I actually think he's more interesting than a lot of fucking reviewers out there. You know, most people hate movie reviewers. Yeah. Most we'll people, yeah. And then the whole thing of, hey, I'm a movie reviewer that loves popcorn movies. Well, then I don't need you. Yeah. I don't need a reviewer out there who is just saying... Oh, the best movie of the year is Steven Spielberg's. Yeah, he's yeah, which I didn't, by the way. I just want to say that. But um, he, uh, your, your review was this, and I loved it. <laughs> he's more than a war horse; he's a friend horse. <laughs> that fucking seriously was the funniest Saturday Night Live of the year, maybe I, of the decade. I haven't watched. I missed a couple of the last. It was couple. the Jimmy Fallon when he came back, and then they did a War Horse that was fucking killed me. Have you seen War Horse? I have. Did you cry at the end? A couple of little tears. I think it's all right. You know, I kind of I enjoyed it uh, for what it is. But when you look at the other war movies Spielberg has made, mm-hmm. Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan in particular, um, those movies are a very small story in a big war that sort of give you uh, an idea of what the war was about. 
I watch War Horse, and I have no idea what World War One is about. I do from history, but mm-hmm. from the movie, it doesn't give me any context. I don't even know like who's fighting who. The, and like, so the movie was just too. It was for a two and a half hour movie. Give me some more context. The I story- assumed it was the horses versus the humans. <laughs> well, there's a lot of dead horses in the movie, so that kind of happens at some point. Big pile of dead horses looks just like from. Shindler's I want to do a thing oh. called War Tank, and it's about a boy who loves a tank. <laughs> That was in World War II. Hope that tank doesn't get killed at the end. That would be a fun game to play. Right, let's connect. before we go through, and everyone's got their top ten list out there. But you want to go through your top ten of the years uh, so far, and just run it out for us of uh, this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have printout paper? Because I forgot already. You already forgot your. I, could, I you, you know you could quiz Christ. me. You could quiz me all the time, and uh, I I, uh, I usually screw up. All right. Uh, number ten was the guard. Which is, uh, I think it's now on a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a I small... I still haven't seen. It's, it's awesome. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, Don Cheadle play like this sort of... Uh, it's almost like a British buddy cop movie where but with, with, like, it, it reminds me of In Bruges and Hot Fuzz and that kind of thing. It's very funny. It's very... Uh, you know, it's, got a lot, it's got some action in it. It's just a really nice, cool, fun movie. Very quotable. Who's better than Don Cheadle, though? I mean, he's just consistently great. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I talked to him a long time ago when he was in that movie Swordfish. Uh-huh. And he was just awesome. I, I And I, I was like, I asked him two Swordfish questions. I'm like, I love Buck Swope and Boogie Nights. And he was like, really? I'm like, I love them. And we just talk about Boogie Nights. And it was just... Let me tell you something. For me, he will never fucking be as great as he was as Mouse in fucking Devil uh, in, a, in a Blue Dress. That, I had n- never even fucking seen him before. He was so... Funny slash scary in that fucking movie. Yeah, I, unbelievable. I, I you know I've seen it. That's the Denzel Washington. Yeah, I don't have a huge memory of it. I, yesterday though, I watched a little bit of Out of Sight. He's pretty. Awesome he's great in that. that too. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's fucking great. You know, he's starting a, a Showtime, Showtime show. Yeah, another Showtime series. Showtime's coming on like Gangbusters. And I don't have it. So every time You're you guys talk, crazy. You know, it's true. Every time you just Come talk on. about Homeland, I would turn it down. Get the fucking package. Homeland. Uh, I'm fucking huge uh, fan of Californication. I've watched every fucking episode running. Uh, this Shameless is fucking good. Yeah. Because um, Macy's fucking terrific. What else do they got over there? Well, the new show with with Cheetah's called uh, House of Lies, and they have Dexter, which I uh, yeah. Dexter, loves. I've seen every fucking episode. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's super crazy solid. after yeah. a while. Saw the pilot to the the new show. It's all right. To what? To the uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Kristen Bell show. Well, you know what? I mean, quite frankly, can't always go by the pilot. Like my first Shameless, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna stick with this show. I had to fucking grow on me a little bit. Yeah, a lot of the shows like that. I remember, like, I'm not a fan of True Blood, but I watched the first episode. I'm like, I'm out. I can't. I don't like it. And now everybody's like, you gotta stick yeah, in. Guess what? Yeah. I didn't fucking stay with Mad Men, and people fucking. Oh, uh, it's mad great. At me. Yeah, exactly. And I get fucking sick of it quick. And I'm like, who gives a There's fuck? There's so few pilots that really are like. <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos. You smoke. You drink. Sopranos is a great pilot. Studio Breaking six. Bad. Studio Can I 60? tell you something? Sopranos pilot was better than most movies. It was unbelievable. The fucking ending of that movie where you're choked up about the ducks or his kids, oh. and that's why he's fainting. Forget about it. To this day, I still quote, what, no fucking ZD? That he says to his mom. So great. That's oh, the best. Uh, so number nine for you. Right, number nine was uh, win-win. Because uh, Paul Giamatti's got to be on your top ten Paul, year. Yeah, He has to be. He's Paul Giamatti. And he's you great. love him. 
<laughs> I do love him. I love Amy Ryan. The best performance in the movie is Bobby Cannavale, though, who, you know... Uh, he's terrific, too. He's great, yeah. And I I would love to see him get an Oscar nomination. I don't think it'll happen. He's like a, lo- a dark horse for this movie. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a feel-good... It reminded me of The Blind Side, but, like, with more humor and more and much smarter. It's a, where it's a very similar story of uh, an affluent family who... Br- not affluent here. They are in The Blind Side. Here, they're sort of a middle-class family who bring in a, a really star athlete. Was your little blurb uh, like The Blind Side, but not so black? <laughs> I probably could have gotten the poster Look, with that. Glared at right now. Hicks's new thing is the glare of racism. And it's unbelievable. He did Why does he keep glaring at Zito, then? Um, he is. Oh, okay. And you're eating those sandwiches in front of Zito? You're yeah. really not sharing yeah. with him? Old free food motherfucker over there behind the glass loves free food. Well, he's not getting any because there's racism shit that came out fucking last break. Why don't you dip <laughs> some, in some of that uh, wow. Thousand Island dressing toast? Just, I'm not nice racist. Jelly. <laughs> Well, I don't know if your G baby's getting any either after that last comment. Oh, okay. yeah, he is kind of racist. Sorry, I had some pizza before. Uh, number eight, uh, best movies of 2011, according to myself, is My Week with Marilyn. Uh, you had Simon Curtis in here. And uh, I just was like, as somebody who loves movies and who like, follows celebrity, it's wish fulfillment. It's like, here's what happens if you got to spend a week with the most famous, beautiful woman in the world. And that, and for me, it was like it was like living a dream. I mean, I was obviously not alive during Marilyn Monroe, but... In, when, what would be your dream girl like that if you got to spend a week with her? Uh, I don't know, Jessica Alba, maybe. No, can you imagine though, even trying to compare Jessica Alba to Marilyn Monroe? No, I mean Marilyn Monroe was such a gigantic star. Whose would yours be, Zitz? Manny Moore. Say another. Good we're, try, we're trying. To, uh, we're trying to be serious. I thought. Yes. <laughs> But that is his. Like no, it's don't... true. But it's true. There, yeah, I mean, who is it? Jolie or Theron? It's probably Angelina Jolie, but she's. The huh. thing about uh, Theron is, I don't know. Did you see it in this last movie where she's wearing sweatpants? Looks like she yeah. her ass. Hello Kitty, fucking. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. The movie's okay. By the way, you know what? I'd like to see Patton get fucking nominated in that oh, movie. I thought totally. he was amazing. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and a young adult. Yeah, he's great in it. I saw it like months and months ago at a test screening, and I was like, Patton Oswalt is the best part of that movie. A movie that movie, young adult, takes some getting used to, just because you don't not used to seeing such a terrible person as your main character she's not a nice person i know which was kind of cool it was cool. i liked it i liked it i like it too but I, I, don't... I don't hate juno do you hate juno like a lot of the no, I, lo- I love juno see there's so much blowback against yeah. juno that i'll fucking talk to people and they'll be like uh i'm gonna go see young adult they can't wrote it i'm like what are you <laughs> yeah but see that's so difference. fucking crazy that was, she wrote that thing like her own almost language then she's yeah. like Jennifer's body, which is it's half and half. And yeah. this is a, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a some pop culture reference, but it's not like she's talking like, but that is like English. Her life, like oh, she, it's about her. She left fucking Minnesota. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And she's a, she's an author who. Here's what fucked me up in that movie, is like when they go home, and it's a bum fuck place, right? Mm-hmm. You see the chilies, you see the staples, and I'm like, I've been to that place, even though I've never been there. Yeah, that's the sad thing that's happened to America. We used to have towns that would have their own unique thing, no, and now they're all that? the same. I, I, I just, I mean, like I said, I've been home now for the break. I've been home for about a week and a half, and yeah, my, my town sucks now. My town used to have like, you know, used to be like that. I live, I'm from Monroe, New York, and now it's yeah. There's there's a Target next to a Best Buy, next to an Old Navy, next to a Payless, and my, my old video stores closed and stuff. And I'm like, I, I was, my brother said to my parents move. Move to a place with a couple with some life to it, where you can walk down Main Street. You know, it's just yeah, it's you it's know, everywhere. When you were even talking about your video, just think how here's two fucking films that everybody loved: Clerks 
and high fidelity mm-hmm. that aren't going to mean anything to future generations because oh, they're not going point. to know what either one of those fucking jobs <laughs> are. Yeah. They'd be like, well, I know what the convenience store is, but right. what's the, what is, why don't they just have Netflix next door? What are those boxes? They're pushing into <laughs> the other box. What is the new release? Why do people act like uh, some things are better than others? <laughs> you know, because the, the guy at the record store yeah. or movie store like, dude, you don't want that. You got a fucking opinion. You yeah. Fucking... You're fucking buying the shittiest fucking movie in the world. <laughs> like, well, top five what? All right, you loved uh, my week with Marilyn. You yeah. loved it. You said, eight, masturbated yeah, re- to it. Masturbated all the way. Uh, Michelle Williams, absolutely. Your um, number seven uh, was Warrior, a movie that it now is getting a lot more love than it did when it came out. It didn't do well when it came out, and now it's it's hitting a lot of best of lists. Everybody thinks Nick Nolte, who played the father of these two MMA uh, fighters, Mike is looking at an Oscar nomination, well deserved, and uh, it's it's Rocky, but MMA, but. Um, Whereas Rocky was a movie that had boxing in it, but isn't really about boxing. This is a movie that has MMA in it. It's really more about family. And it's it's great. It's so good. And you love MMA, though. I'm an MMA fan, yeah. But I think that almost takes away from it because I'm like, you know, because like, obviously at the end, a couple of the fights leading up to the finale, the guys get their ass kicked. And I'm like, he gets his ass kicked for like third, for like 20 seconds and the round is over. I'm like, that's a five minute round. He would got his, you know, like he would have tapped out at some point. So being an MMA fan almost takes away from the movie a little bit. Mm. I'm glad I wasn't sitting next to you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> don't even believe this. This is bullshit. They don't do that movie anymore. What's next? Uh, next was uh, the movie I saw again last night, The Artist. You saw it again? Yeah. My girlfriend hadn't seen it, and I was like, I'll watch it again. I love it. It's great. Um, and it's the black. It's a black and white silent movie, so people aren't going to uh, be running out to it, but they should. It's it's a beautiful, simple story about a uh, art. I know a. Uh, uh, silent film star and what happens when sound is invented and how uh, he sort of becomes a nobody and this girl who he sort of helped get her big break becomes a massive star and it's told in a very simple Charlie Chaplin silent film way uh, with some humor and some action and suspense and some great great like insider like things where you know there is no sound but there is they, they really play with a lot of great things in the movie Everything that you're saying, if I was listening to it, I would go, I don't want to see that movie, because that's how I felt before I went to it. Yeah. But I went, I saw it up at the Paris. Yeah. Loved it. That's great. It loved just, it, and loved the final scenes. I don't want to give it yeah, away. Yeah, no, oh, but so great. But the thing at the end of, like, yeah. you know, how they turn it into something else, is fucking adorable. Great. And, I mean, yeah, if, if it's two sort of, uh, I guess, famous in uh, in Europe, but not really here, are the two leads. But then the supporting cast is unbelievable. James yeah. Cromwell, John Goodman... Uh, Penelope Ann Miller, uh, Ma- Malcolm McDowell is in one scene for no reason. Mm-hmm. But he's just sitting there. He probably was like, oh, pff, I want to be in this movie. I don't care. Let me sit in a chair for like, two minutes. Yeah, it's great. And They'd I think probably throw him fifty grand. To yeah, probably <laughs> exactly. They're like, you signed a couple of Clockwork Orange DVDs. He's like, he's like, of course. Um, but yeah, I think that movie's definitely gonna get a Best Picture nomination. It might win, depending. It's it's Weinstein's. That's the movie they get behind this year. You know what I? May say it's my favorite movie this year. I haven't decided. I'm not like you and I make a list all the time. Yeah. You know well, what yeah. I mean? Like I don't feel the need to make lists. <laughs> but if you put a gun to my head, I might say it's my favorite film. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's... it certainly was the most different film that I saw and the one that I kept thinking about after I left the theater. Yeah. Literally, and I, I said this to Harvey Weinstein, is that when I walked out in the street, Everybody, I was noticing faces yeah. in a way that I normally don't do in New York. I, I let them blur off. But you're so used to looking at faces in this fucking film, and and because that's the only way you know you can 
find out reactions. Yeah. You start doing that again. Yeah, I mean, I love that, you know, yeah, it's a silent movie, so there are cards with words on them to give you dialogue, but there's a lot of dialogue that you either have to lip read right. or you just never know. And you sort of, but you get it through the facial yeah, expression, the performances. Phenomenal. Yeah, I really, really love that movie. Um, All right, you're number five. Uh, and, and now we go to my blockbusters type things. Mm -hmm. And number five is The Muppets. You lost me. I know. <laughs> I figured I might. I don't know. I, it was just, it, whereas the artist, you know, you said it made you feel real, real, real happy mm -hmm. and look at things. The Muppets did that for me. It's just, it's a musical. It's bubbly. It's funny. And uh, it just, yeah, it, it just like, it was just it was I great. Get it. I no? can't sit and look at a fucking puppet fucking acting like he's friends with somebody. I was never a big fan. It made Even GBB, when you were little? No, no. It made you go down the street looking to see if people had hands up their asses. That's true. It made me look at the whole thing a whole different see, way. See, I see the Muppets out front and they're always fucking trying to pull out a little bag for you to put money in. <laughs> That's true. But, uh, yeah, and I wasn't even a big Muppets fan when I was a kid. You know, I, I watched like the Muppet Babies, I guess, which was not the same. It's a cartoon. I just don't know how we can have a list and say that the Muppets go above the artist. Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. <laughs> I remember that. Thanks, Mark. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was, for me, it just made me feel it, I enjoyed it more. It was maybe it's because of the nostalgia. Maybe it's because I really love the songs by Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords, Jason Siegel, you know. And it's a really smart movie. It's not just your typical run of the It didn't make movie. a lot of money, though, did it? It did okay. It was a it disappointment, did, though. Yeah, it, it didn't make, like, they probably wanted to do, like, $200 million, and it's going to end up doing, like, $100 million. Um, and even overseas, it didn't do that well. But, you know, the Muppets have been away for, you know, however, 20 years, and the movie is about that. And so, it, so it's clever and funny, and my number five movie of the year. I'll watch it when it comes to PBS. Perfect. All right, number four. Um, which is one I, I, I'm, I, when I walked into it, I never would have thought it'd be here, but it was Bridesmaids. Uh, Kristen Wiig, you know, her, her, her comedy, directed by Paul Feig. It was just, uh, you know, where I, where I might be quoted saying Carnage is one of the funniest movies mm -hmm. of the year. This is the funniest movie of the year. The shitting scene, uh, did not make me laugh. No. I don't like to watch women shit. <laughs> well, it doesn't work for me, it ruins it. Yeah, I, yeah, I you don't think about that at all. But at the same time, it's not something you see too often. So I don't want to. <laughs> There's too much shitting in movies and guy and movies. Dick. And dick. Now we're shitting all through fucking women movies. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of dick. But um, yeah, you know, I don't think it's something that's gonna you know happen a lot more. I think they sort of might have put the, put, the put the period on it. Uh, uh, oh, you fucking <laughs> <seriously. laughs> Oh my god, bloodshed. Yeah. yeah, but uh, all right, you're number three. Uh, Woody Allen's latest, Midnight in Paris. Again, just rewatch that, and uh, it, 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 it's like the artist is just magical. How it's many just, times you go to movies now? You just no, that one I saw on Blu-ray with the family. Oh, okay. The family, I told them put on their Netflix, and they were like, "You want to watch this?" I'm like, "Absolutely." And again, I, what I wrote in my thing absolutely. was, "Absolutely," was the marketing really made this movie for me because the trailer didn't give anything away. You can watch any of these trailers for these movies and they'll, they'll show the last scene in a lot of them, you know? Even though you don't know it at the time, but you're sort of waiting for it. Midnight in Paris doesn't give away the twist of Midnight in Paris. It looks like it's, you know, uh, Owen Wilson and, what's your face, um, Rachel McAdams just walking around Paris and having like a, a tiff or something, but you're like, oh, it's going to have a Woody Allen twist on it. But it's not that, you know? And, I, you know, I don't want to give it away because I want pe people to see it, but, you know, it's... It's a very different Woody Allen movie, you know. And it's fun. Well, not really. Not when you think of. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he's he's dabbled in that before, yeah. but you know, it, it's just I think since Matchpoint is probably my favorite of his movies. 
I, I don't even know how to fucking deal with somebody who's something that crazy. You like Match Point? Yeah, I do, but yeah. it wouldn't even make my top ten. No, not, but I'm saying, yeah, there. I mean, I'm saying Match Point, and if you look at the last decade of Woody Allen movies, it's probably oh. Match Point, Moonlight in Paris for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, over Vicky, Christina, Barcelona? Yeah. I thought that fucking movie was so sexy. No, it's good, but uh, it's not these two. Vinny, you're on my first. Hey, G Baby, I got a question for you. When you get to see a movie that's like specifically for the IMAX experience, as a reviewer, do you get to see it in IMAX or do you just watch it on like a regular screen? Uh, well, that depends. Um, I try to see an IMAX, but like a movie like Mission Impossible, which is the, the one that's in IMAX now, um, you they screen it not in IMAX and people review it like that um, but I would specifically try to see it in IMAX a lot of movies that they release in 3D critics will watch them not 3D because they're like I don't like 3D and I'm like but your job is to give, is to criticize the entire right. experience so I, I can watch a 3D movie and hate the 3D but still love the movie um, so with IMAX it's sort of the same thing but the thing is with the IMAX experience there's only like with The Dark Knight Rises next year, there'll be four movies that have shot with IMAX. Those are the only ones you really need to see in IMAX. It is The Dark Knight, Transformers 2, Mission Impossible 4, and then The Dark Knight Rises. And everything else that's in IMAX is just bigger. So you don't need to see those in IMAX. You can, and it's great, but yeah, those four, like, there's no way I will, I will, I will see The Dark Knight Rises only in IMAX. I saw The Mission Impossible in IMAX, and I think it would have been ridiculous to see it any other way. Yeah, it would have been fine. It's a, it's a, it would have been an okay action movie, but in mm -hmm. IMAX, it's like, whoa. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to fall off this building. <laughs> I yelled out, I think we're all falling off this <laughs> oh, building. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think all you movie critics are about to fall off a building right now. What the fuck? And you got to see the first six minutes of Batman. I didn't watch it. No? Mm-mm. They just, they just screened the thing. I, I would have. First of all, I don't think I would have sat there and watched it for six minutes. No, man. Not if I'm going to go see it. I don't get that. Yeah, it's just it's just sort of like you know wet your appetite, gives you a little taste. I don't I don't need my appetite wet. No. I fucking I'll enjoy the whole meal. No, sure. I, I, for me, it's you know I'll I'll try to watch a trailer. I want to know as much as I can. Not as much as you, I can. You'll you'll want to read the script first. I have done that. Um. Here's Chris. Chris, you're on fest. Hey, Ron. Hey, I just wanted to say, I don't get Match Point. I mean, first of all, Match Point was flawed in so many different ways. I mean, the thing that got me was that it was basically crimes and misdemeanors just warmed over. It was the same. It was, well, it, half it of just, crimes and misdemeanors. He was so much stronger. In, in, I, I, just, I, don't I think that. crimes and misdemeanors is a fucking genius film. Maybe even a flawless film. I think that's his best. It's, uh, it would be hard to argue against it. But there is about four or five others. I think almost uh, when I get into Woody stuff, yeah. almost everything I'm, I would put in like at least a top five would be to me a perfect film. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to. I mean, I remember I've I've seen them all, but I haven't seen a lot of them recently. But I did like a double feature of Annie Annie Hall in Manhattan like six months ago, just because I'd never seen on the big screen, and I was like, wow, it's a pretty good night at the movies. You know, you watch like Hannah after that, and pretty pretty amazing. Those three are all real good. No, I agree. Yeah, Those yeah. three would have to be there. Yeah. Uh, you're number two, 50-50. I never saw this. 50-50. Uh, yeah, and uh, if cancer can be funny. It, it happens. I don't know. Uh, in this movie, it's, this movie it is. It t it's taken seriously, and it's a true story about a guy who overcame it. And, uh, and, and you know, the movie blends a lot of almost the, almost the gross-up humor of Bridesmaids, but with the poignancy of something like maybe the artist, and it's it's a really well written movie, really well well performed and well directed, and just uh, uh, yeah, I love every second of it. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see it again when it comes out on Blu-ray. Wow, 
He yeah. loves every second. Every second of it. Now, does this make other people's top list? Yeah, a couple people. Yeah, and I think it got nominated for a couple of Golden Globes, which isn't really saying much. But, anyway, you know. it gets an Oscar nom? Yeah, well, I don't know about Best Picture. I think Screenplay, possibly, and uh, yeah, that'll probably be it. Your number one is Alexander Payne's latest, The Descendants. And um, a, a lot of the movies on this list blend comedy and drama. Um, the, the artist, 50-50, Midnight in Paris. But The Descendants was just... It did that, but it was funnier at points and more dramatic at points. And it was just a perfect blend of the two where uh, I just... You know, I thought George Clooney was fantastic in it. And uh, it, it just... You just run the emotional gamut more than any other movie this year. I just... I walked out and you were talking about perfect films. I thought it was... That was pretty much the most perfect movie of this year. Well, that's why you left it as your number that one. That was why, yeah. If I was going to... Do a tagline for this. It would be the film that makes Hawaii look like shit. <laughs> because it That's is true. the first time I yeah. saw a Hawaiian film where I didn't go, oh my God, I would love to be in. I mean, every time your whole life you said, oh, Paradise. I wish I was. A, yeah. But the movie talks about that in like the first two yeah. minutes. It says that. Yeah. It just shows that not just tacky, but some of the, like we joked about before, like there are parts of that. Some of the neighborhoods that are in there, you're like, what are you, in the valley, or are you in fucking Florida? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just bad architecture. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and half the movie's about a one final, beautiful, undeveloped place and what they want to do with it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it just takes all, you know, three, four great stories, really interesting stories, and blends them together really well. And I, I mean, I think this and The Artist are the two movies that are going to really you know, butt heads for... For best picture, the Academy Awards going to be between those two. That's what I think it's looking like right now, but you never know. There's always a dark horse. Something, something slips up the end. At this point last year, we we're like, oh, the Social Network's unbeatable. And there's then, ten of them now. I so. think. Well, uh, they, yeah, well, they might. It's, it can range now. I think oh, there's some rule. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly it might not be ten all together. Yeah, it might be it might like be seven. seven. Yeah. It might be eight. <laughs> what the fuck? Just make a set number. I know it's terrible. Uh, five was fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you're only going to have five directors, you should have five films. Yeah, because if your fucking film is up there and the director isn't, you ain't gonna win Best Picture. Makes sense. And it's annoying because they did they did tend so that more of the popcorn movies like oh the Dark Knight made it so this way you know more people watch, but that doesn't have a chance to win. Two two movies have a chance to win, pretty much every year, maybe three, you know. And uh, so you know, just might as well do five. Who's gonna win Best uh, Actor though? You think mm. it's Clooney? You think it's Brad Pitt? Moneyball? Um. I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah, I think Clooney has a shot. I think Pitt will get nominated. Um, but he might split some votes with his Tree of Life performance. A lot of people love that. Well, yeah, Tree of Life doesn't even make you top Nah. Ten. I mean, I, I, I liked it. and We talked about it. But it's just, it's not my kind of movie. Now, you do your yeah, um, your most anticipated films. And after looking at your top ten, I thought, hey, it would be fun for me to look up his last year's most anticipated <laughs> films. Yeah, I usually I usually include that. This year I didn't, not for any particular reason, but they're not as. Uh, How many of your uh, top tens that you were, were anticipating made your top tens? Uh, zero. Zero was right. Yeah, zero was right. But the thing is, somebody actually called me out on this before you are doing now, and um, it's just it's not even that I think these I don't my top ten anticipated aren't the movies I think are going to be the best. They're the movies I'm looking forward to most. Every year you discover movies. That end up being better, you know. Um, but and Were a lot you of disappointed in Real Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. What's the time? What's the time? 
It took about 30 minutes. <laughs> Looks like a blast. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah, I know. I, 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 I told you guys. Robots punching robots. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoyed that movie for what it was. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It didn't make the top ten. It was, just like you said. When was... you Jackman came in here, I couldn't wait to talk about Sugar Ray Leonard with him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, talk... let's talk about Sugar Ray. Aren't you on Broadway soon, Hugh? Um, yeah. What about Transformers Dark of the Moon? That, that disappointed Were you really looking forward to that? I was. I was. How, even how, to how, you baby? Because I like no robots. It could have been fucking good. Yeah, but I couldn't. Yeah, I know. It was the best. It was the, best, it was the second best one, which isn't saying much. Out uh, of three. Yeah, out of three. And it's true. I don't know. I just was looking forward to it. I Tin thought it, I, Did you love Tintin? Um, I didn't hate Tintin. I enjoy Tintin, but Tintin is a, as a flawed Spielberg movie. I won't see it just on the fucking title alone. I can't see something called Tintin. Yeah. Win-win though. Win-win Tintin. The problem with Tintin, I thought, I thought it looked really cool with the, the motion capture. It didn't need to be in 3D, but it is. I thought a lot of Spielberg again. You have to put Spielberg's movies all together, which is why War Horse isn't as good. And if you take Tintin, it's basically an Indiana Jones movie, where instead of an archaeologist, the main character is a reporter. The problem is Indiana Jones is sort of gruff and flawed, and Tintin is, like, perfect, and you can't get behind him. You don't care. I want to believe in you. Yeah. You put the Muppets in number five. That's right. And, and Drive didn't make your list. Drive was on the uh, That's insane. honorable mention. It's fucking deserves to be not Honorable about. mention, number 11. Who's going to drive you home <laughs> tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Come on. Muppets made me feel better than Drive. This might be why you're one and done. <laughs> Kevin Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started talking to him about Snow White release dates and things. Wife got back. Oh my God, you're <laughs> kidding, right? No, I swear to God, he wanted like what, what, what's going on this week in, uh, in in movies, and that week was one of the weeks that they changed all the Snow White release dates to like, compete. Oh. He knew he was talking to a geeky slash film guy. I don't regret what I did that day. You love being a geek. I I love being passionate about things that. Here's the weird thing. About. You say you're a geek. Yeah. And then you pick an, uh, Alexander Payne film as your number one. Right. Well, well you know, geek, most geek geeks doesn't, don't do that. No, well, ge- yeah, well, most geeks would put Real Steel as their number 10 anticipated, right? right? Well, it's just, you know, I, I love movies, and I always, I'm not exclusively a geek, you know, just because I love Star Wars doesn't mean I don't love uh, you know, the artists, you know, like, I, I can't You're a watch. semi-geek. No, I think I'm a, I'm a full-fledged geek, but I just, you know, I'm more of an educated, mature. Right, what makes mature. a geek? What makes a geek? I never understand why people... Want to, to me, if you're saying I'm a geek, it's like saying I'm a dick. I would never do it to myself. I think it means that you're just like incredibly passionate about things that not a lot of people are passionate about. Yeah, not a lot of people are passionate, passionate about Star fucking Wars. Star Wars I know. movies. It's or insane. like, you know, maybe... It's the number one thing in the world. Yeah. There's nothing but, but could not, be bigger. All right. Well, so maybe overly passionate. Not it's this weird thing called yes. comic books. Yeah. I but but again, so... You ever right. been to Comic-Con? It's as big as the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, one hundred and ten thousand. That's like people. saying I'm. A, this is going to sound weird, guys. I'm a football geek, <laughs> and I <laughs> follow nerd. football. Get that yeah. jersey off. I just love Sundays watching, watching the games. games. Yeah, but you know, where you just go overly bad. You could be a football geek if you, uh, you know, if you spend a hundred thousand on on season tickets and you and you tailgate every single day and you wear only just, Giants clothing. Geek. Why aren't they just a fan? Well, they're like a super fan. A geek is like a super fan. You can be a fan, and you can be like a super fan, and and that's that where you sort of like live, you know, live, breathe, and you sleep. Enjoying your sandwiches? He's pissed. They're good though. I don't think he'd like them though. Mm. Why are they too so, white? Oh, well, okay. Or not white enough? It should have been. Was the joke? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, what, he's a fucking racist. What's on them? Just tell me that at least. Well, Dogs not with Russian. 
Okay, so you're eating <laughs> dressing sandwiches. I'm sure there's other stuff. That's what's on them. That's why I put on the fucking sandwich. No, like, you know? I know. I, I think that right, the come bread, on, you, come you put on, like you the, the meat and the cheese would count, or meat. Why That's you two got to fight? Why can't you be happy in 2012? Because he starts the year off bad mouth black people <laughs> and cotton gins. <laughs> First of all, and he's ruining my fucking lunch. Which he is part date, not you part You seriously are eating a Fred Flintstone pile of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even give one to Fred. Fred can't eat anyway. Yeah, he's no appetite. There's also some special little cookies in there. Oh, yeah. That's, I'll be for later after I finish these sandwiches. You're seriously going to eat all the sandwiches? If I have to. Here's what's on what the, the fucking sandwich. Is it like sandwich. five sandwiches? about five? It's yeah. turkey, mm -hmm. corned beef, roast beef, coleslaw, and Russian dressing. Love the slaw. I eat the shit out of that. It's a big Jersey sandwich. It's called um, Sloppy Joe's over there. It's really good. Not like the Sloppy Joe that you grew up with. That's what the Jewish people call. Well, She's got a better handle on the Sloppy Joe. Holy shit. It's fucking fantastic sandwich. It really is. Oh, yeah. Maybe he has a problem with the juice, too, so who knows? Uh, no. I hope not. No, I don't. I don't have a problem with anyone. Hold on. Here's uh, Tony in Dallas. Tony, what's your favorite film this year? Oh, uh, it's not my favorite. I just was curious about Super 8, what you thought about it. I think Super 8... Super Oh, super? It was super 8 is super. No, it, it, Super 8, eight is... I, yeah, I enjoy Super 8. Um, I thought it sort of uh, tried too hard to be nostalgic. I and I think a better movie that sort of uses that, like, you know, uh, 80s kids thing is Attack the Block. It's, it's what Super Attack 8... Attack the Block was terrific. Yeah, Attack the Block is what Super 8 wanted to be um, yeah. without being uh, that... Super 8, it's a cool movie. Here's you know, what I like if it was super on TV, eight. I'd watch it, but... I like Super 8 right up until the plane cr uh, train crashed. I thought they, they had really found this spot, and then after that, they kind of went into, hey, here's a bunch of other movies. It's, it's three movies. I mean, it yeah. really is like three movies. I think I, when I wrote a review of it, I said it's like a turducken. It's just like three things stuffed mm. together that are like okay together, but not great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, or like a sloppy Joe sandwich in Jersey. Yeah. Turkey, roast beef, corned beef, coleslaw on the sandwich... Russian dressing. I'd really like to try that someday. You never tried it? I never bought those in before? No. He might not have been here for one of you. I remember you brought him in once for the... I, for or twice, two times, I think. Yeah. Once, I know, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't here for that. By the way, I would like to say to Kathleen from the Bronx, you're the champ, baby. You did it again. Double... She, Back to back, well, congrats. She's a dynasty. Two times. Dynasty. Wow, congratulations. And she was losing by 39 points after the first week. To Blowhard. Blowhard overthought himself. It's fucking pulled fucking Packers he should have left in. Oh, my uh, God. Shit to bed. And Kathleen, you know, you can't show the slightest bit of weakness around her. Wow. Ma Mefflin murdered Aaron Rodgers' MVP season. Nah, he's still going to win the MVP. <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't vote for him. You go for Breeze? Yeah. yeah. I, you can go either way. But I think no, I'm going to go one way. Drew Brees, <laughs> <laughs> the backup threw for six touchdowns and 480 yards. That's that's clearly not bigger, than, yeah. bigger than the than fucking Aaron Rodgers has ever done. No, it's true. But I, I I don't know. It almost felt like an apology to Flynn. Like, oh, your contract's up. Let's give you a game. We'll give Rodgers a week yeah, off. But the game. But was, then he threw for six touchdowns yeah. and 550 yards. Yeah, I, I made Packer records in one week. Yeah, yeah. So, G. What that's showing is that it, they didn't need Aaron Rodgers to be that good. Right. And I think I would put I would go Drew Brees, and then Tom Brady for Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you, Tom Brady does not have the same amount of weapons. 
Eli he Manning. Has fucking Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Wes Welker. He has a shitload of weapons. No, he have a hard on for fucking Tom Brady and the Patriots. But Jesus Christ. But the D is terrible. So the D is terrible in, in, in Green Bay, too. Yes. So. And so are the Saints, too. No, the yes, Saints, and the Saints too. They're, yeah. Let's go on to your most anticipated Let's thoughts. do that. Sure. Uh, like I said, I could have done 30, but we'll just... Like, uh, because this year's looks really awesome. Like, it looks potentially... Great. You think this is going to be the greatest year in the history of film? <laughs> if you look at this list, it could be. I don't think it will be because if you look at my list from last year, most of the time the movies that you're looking forward to suck. It's really funny. Yeah. And you were the one that talked me out of Cowboys and Aliens. Right. And I'm that glad. made your list last year. Yeah. You wanted to see that. Yeah. It would have been. I did not do a top bottom five this year. I sort of just got busy and forgot about it. It would have probably made it on my bottom five. Huh. It's uh, it, yeah, it's horrendous. But you know, a couple of these. I, but this year I went a little different because, like I said, I had thirty movies uh, that I sort of looked at, and I was like, "There's a lot of like sort of deeper movies this year that are, are going to be great." And then I have a, the obvious ones too. Um, so counting down, number ten is the new Les Mis. Les Mis are about made. They, didn't they just make this like ten years ago? They made it South Park movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. Um, but no, it, they made it live. They made a. Uh, a dramatic version of it with Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush. This is the guy, Tom Hooper directed King's Speech. This is his follow-up, and it's the musical version. Please. And it's going to be, and it's Hugh Jackman, it's Russell Crowe, it's Anne Hathaway, it's Sasha Baron Cohen, it's, it's a monster like a cast. I, you know, I love musicals. I put them up as my top five. Rock of Ages? I uh, did not make my list. Didn't even make the top 30. But that's, again, that's another huge movie that's coming out this year. Um, number nine is The Hunger Games, which is sort of like, this. they call it the next Twilight, but it's not that. I mean, oh. it's, it's a uh, it's a really cool story about sort of this you know uh, future where the government to control their to control the people take two kids from every area and make them kill each other on TV. It's Battle Royale, the uh, the uh, you know, the Asian film. I'm, I don't remember where country's from. Japan. Is it Japan? <laughs> well, no, you're racist. racist. <laughs> um, but you don't think this is going to be like a, a children's film? It's uh. No, it's like it's gonna. It's probably gonna be a PG thirteen. It's violent, but it's like a young adult book. You know, it's for it's for teens. You know, it's for they're going for that Twilight audience. But I think it's got the potential to cross over. And I've read all the books, and I thought they were really entertaining. Um, they're not particularly well written or anything, but you know, for story wise, it's cool. I think it'll make a really good movie. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. What's next? Uh, it's a movie called Moonrise Kingdom. It's Wes Anderson's latest. Mm. What I have to say besides that? I mean, in it's got he's got his usual people Schwartzman, Murray. It's got Bruce Willis, Edward Norton, a couple of new guys. I really even read much about it just because I'm like it's Wes Anderson. I know him. Stay there. away from it. Yeah. stay away from that. No, I know. No, I just want to go. Can't wait. Wes Anderson there. Um, number seven is one that probably is just a me thing, but this movie called Ted coming out. It's Seth MacFarlane's directorial debut. The guy who did you know American Dad, Family Guy, and uh, it stars Mark Wahlberg as a guy who, when he was younger, wished that his teddy bear would come to life, and he did. And he became like super crass and rude, and he sort of lived. But he lit, and he grew up with him. So didn't Mel Gibson just do this fucking movie? Uh, yeah, but didn't but everybody did, do this movie before? Uh, no, no. Didn't this it, movie come on after Louie with a fucking dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's sort it's sort of like that. But this is real. Where like you know in in the Wilfred only he could see it. In the Beaver it wasn't a real thing. This is a toy, and this is a, this is a straight up comedy. And it is real. In the world, it's real, and they shot and. Seth MacFarlane is playing the bear as motion capture. So it'll be like a gay bear? Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a Photoshop. That's not actually from the movie. Oh. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the bear's going to look like. I guess we haven't seen anything yet. But it's coming out this summer. It's like one of these big summer comedies. And I don't know. It just sounds like it could be really funny. 
Um, about this one? We'll see. It's a hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, number six is uh, Django Unchained, the new Tarantino. Again, what else do you have to say? What's with that picture? That's from uh, the, the Django picture. That's from a movie called... Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's like this uh, anthology movie that he directed part of. Uh, and it's just him in a Western. And uh, but so there's no photos from it yet, so that's why good. I don't have the photo. It's good. It's just not from the movie. Don't <laughs> oh, worry. The photo oh, that's on the entire thing. I'm so just, confused. <laughs> yeah, this movie looks like crap. No, I mean, no, it's it's. it's I, I have the script. I haven't read it because I decided. Don't. I know I shouldn't. But um, oh, it's on. about, you know, it's about a slave who's played by Jamie Fox, whose wife gets kidnapped uh. by uh, a slave owner played by Leonardo DiCaprio and a bounty hunter played by Christoph Waltz trains Jamie Foxx's character Django to hunt down and get his wife back. Oh, I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. I bet you will. Because you're racist. Yeah. A lot of slaves in it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Samuel L. Jackson. Kurt Russell. Eli Whitney. Uh, Eli Whitney does not make an appearance. They may, though the cotton gin might. Um, this is number six. Uh, number five is the, the Hobbit, Unexpected Journey. The prequel to The Lord of the Rings finally getting made. Kick so much fucking ass. Pe finally, Pepper Hicks has been waiting his whole life. Oh, Are you, yeah. Pepper, going to be there for this? No, I'm not going to go see. You this. love the you love Lord of the Rings. I love the books. You the, like the, the movies? movies? I've watched the movies once. That they're fucking it's three hours long. It's fucking retarded. Well, three, three and a half if you watch extended. Didn't you cuts. have fucking hobbit ears that you were wearing no, for a while? I, I never had hobbit ears. Doesn't he have a Gandalf hat? He walks around with something. No Gandalf. Oh. He's got hairy feet. <laughs> exactly. He has that, and he's short sometimes. I, I don't know. I, I love the movies. I love the books, too. But And Peter Jackson, you, you know, he had he had a couple off movies after Lord of the Rings, and he's going back to it. And I would have mm -hmm. said his off movies were the Lord of the Rings. Which, <laughs> I command a dragon to... He made a billion dollars of thousand-year curse of... I don't even get that. No, so you're on. not a big fantasy guy, but I mean, this is fantasy is a lot of fantasy derive derived from J.R.R. Tolkien and stuff. So I mean, all of them, though, yeah. all of them are exactly like <laughs> Tolkien. No one has come up with a new idea since him. Every book is exactly like his. Hmm. Well, then this is the one. This is the one you're going to look see at now. me, please. <laughs> I will be the only master. Yeah, okay. Sauron. That's Sauron. Yeah, lives in Mordor. So that's number five. Um, which in in the normal year, the, a new Lord of the Rings movie would be my number one. But 2012 looks so cool. That it's gonna be two, right? Four above it. It's split up in two. It's split up in two. Yeah. He's so this the guy is, from the Office. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah. I like that he's getting Martin worked, Freeman plays like Bilbo. It. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's awesome. Um, and it, yeah, it's two parts. The first part, the one that comes out this Christmas uh, or in 2012, which is it is now, uh, is basically The Hobbit as you know it, the book, and the second book, second movie that comes out next. Uh, December December thir uh, 2013 is sort of a bridge uh, where it'll take some elements from The Hobbit and some elements from Fellowship of the Ring and other things and put it together. That one, it's still a liffy. I don't know exactly what that means yet. Yeah, because that stuff, Just, stuff isn't written. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess in the appendages and stuff, he's got stuff. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of wish it was just the one movie. But, you know, it's, you know, they'll just suck it out try to make more money from it. No. But uh, this is the one you want to see. Um... Number four is the one that most people probably could. There's number one is the uh, the Dark Knight Rises, the new Christopher Nolan Batman. Mm. No Riddler, but instead we get Bane and Catwoman. I still say Fez is going to be there and see it. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope you do see it. I looked at the trailer. I think I'm jumping off the the wagon at the right time. You think so? 
Well, I don't know. I, I agree that the trailer looks like shit, but the tra- I, I like the trailer, but it doesn't. It didn't like inspire me to like you know bl- you know go crazy or anything like that. I th- the the well, first six minutes least, was phenomenal, though you couldn't understand a word Bane said. But that that's uh, since been fixed. I heard from everybody that the first six minutes was shit. You're the first person I heard said. Phenomenal. They thought it was shit because you couldn't because Bane talked like and it was really it was like yeah. what the fuck is Christopher Nolan doing? He'll he'll fix that, and it's this practical stunt. I don't want to give it away. It's a practical stunt that's just like. Um, it's jaw dropping and it's in full IMAX. He shot like like fifty percent, the most ever in full IMAX. He shot for this movie. Why did he put Conrad Bain in this fucking film? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> Is he said Dave coming in now? Oh, I wish. Oh. Why does Bain sound like a Muppet too? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. How sound- you liked it? Yeah, well, that that yeah, he looks a little bit like a Muppet. And f- no, from everything I've heard from this movie, there's like some really insanely crazy stuff. I mean, if you know anything about Bain. There's a reason they put that character in the movie. You know, he's got a, a pretty insanely. Does he do riddles? Mm, I don't know. He's kind of a criminal mastermind. Is anybody but Fez mad that the Riddler isn't in this? I think now. I don't, I, th- I don't think now they are. I think at the time they, they definitely were. Yeah, I think at the time there's nothing. They realize there's nothing they could do about it. They got presented to us so much. Yeah, but but Christopher Nolan never said it. You know, like it, it would just seem like the obvious choice to go with the Riddler. He fits in that world. He's not as crazy a villain as like the Penguin. You know, it's harder. It's easier to believe a guy who like or Bane. Or Bane. Yeah, I mean Bane needs like gas to like live. But you know, I think like I said, if you know what Bane does in Batman mythology, they will sort of wanted this. You know, there's yeah thing in there, and that's why he's there. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's going to probably be the biggest movie of the year. Um, it's going to be a massive... Bigger than Lord of, Lord of the oh, Rings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight Rises is going to be huge. It's going to have the, it'll have the biggest opening weekend of all time. It'll beat Harry Potter. It'll just... Fez, will you be there? No, I won't be there. Yes, you will. From the trailer, it looks like I've already seen this movie. There's a party, uh, and Bruce Wayne's guests get attacked. Yeah. yeah, but you can say that about every one of these Batmans. <laughs> but, but in this one, Bruce Wayne walks in with a cane. Why does he have that? I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, I want you to see it. I want to hear what you have to think about it. It's going to be awesome. This is it. This is it. And this is it. I mean, we're going to get another Batman after this. It's not going to be as good as Christopher Nolan's. There's no way. I mean, I'd like to see it be. But, you know, who, who's going to make a better movie than that? James Cameron. He's going to start doing Batman. James, Cameron. James Cameron's got a lot of work ahead of him. So unless you want to see a Batman movie in, like, 2018, it's not going to happen. Um... But anyway, that's only number four. Again, in normal year, that would be number one. Again, uh, but that's number four. Number three is The Master, which is Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. And there's your, you know, that one probably has potential to make my top ten next year. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, my favorite director. Uh, and this is his sort of spin on Scientology. What, what makes him your favorite director? Of all time? Yeah. I don't know. It's just he, uh, he sort of takes the, you know, the 70s sort of aesthetic and puts like a new spin on it. I love his subject matter. I love his dialogue. He, uh, you know, he's not afraid to do challenging things with the camera. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it it's almost hard to say. You know, he's like he's like a new school Scorsese. I just I love him to death, and I've, I've never I've loved every one of his movies. Never hated one. No, I mean the one I've liked the least is probably punch drunk love i love it but i love it yeah i mean that's the least i mean it's like you're talking about ranking woody allen movies you know yeah, I, th- I can pick some bad woody allen movies right well woody allen makes a lot more movies you know he hasn't made movies since 07 my least favorite that he's done now is the master the master <laughs> well as of right now it's probably yeah. the least favorite but you know when it comes out this year probably this year it actually doesn't have a release date yet but uh, everybody assumes it'll come out this year 
Um, and this is not about Scientology, even though it is about Scientology. Exactly. Yeah. He, everybody's like, it's not about Scientology. Well, what's it about? It's about a guy who comes home from war and starts a religion and uh, writes books. And oh, so Scientology. Why does everybody get a text Scientology, though? I mean, you know I'm a Scientologist, right? No, I didn't know. He's clear, dude. Thanks. Thetans? I don't I, That's just one of the things we get clear of. Oh, okay. Clear of your wallet. Please. <laughs> Why's he got to attack? Because he's a fucking. Uh, Creedist. He's going to be done with people's creeds. And a racist and a bigot. Mm. You're getting me confused with somebody else. He just attacked his religion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, the uh, the non-Sontology Paul Thomas Anderson movie, The Master, is number three on my most anticipated 2012. Or as fucking Zito calls it, Massa. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he calls the Tarantino movie. Eat a sandwich in front of him. Aren't you hungry at all? I am hungry. I brought in a fucking plate of sandwiches, Eats. I'm very, very hungry. I don't. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Oh man, Pepper's a thousand I, didn't, I had breakfast. What'd a breakfast sandwich. Bacon, egg, and cheese. It was good though. Where, where do you get it from? Not sure. Library. <laughs> sometimes the breakfast looks like uh, I don't really want that, and sometimes it looks like so good. Today was a, a so good day. Wow. Um. Where are we at? Number two. Number two. Number two is the the other huge comic book superhero movie, uh, The Avengers. Oh, come on. And uh, you know I, the, what I wrote and my my reason for putting this so high is, like Fez had said, we've seen Batman. You know, we know we've seen this movie before. We've seen Batman. We've seen him fight villains. We've seen this movie. We've never seen like six superheroes for all from different movies on the screen together fighting a common villain. Cool. And Marvel makes the better movies, right? Uh, Marvel's movies are okay. I, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think D, their reason is they sort of they they're all within under the same umbrella, and DCs aren't. Mm -hmm. So Christopher Nolan can go off on his own and make a Batman movie, not worry about what Superman's doing, you know. But here, Captain America has to know what Thor is doing, mm -hmm. um, or Iron Man three, whatever happens in that movie is going to have to be directly related to what happens in the Avengers. They can't just tell the best story. It has to be one huge story, uh, which is, in theory, a great idea. It's sort of working. We'll see how it works in this. But again, and it's, it's about the potential. Is if it does work, it's going to be really awesome. Who's going to be the star of this movie? Who's um, going to be? You were going to say it's their movie. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He's the villain in the movie. What, <laughs> what hero is going to be the hero? The of the hero? It's gonna be a. It's gonna look like a clusterfuck. It's gonna look like Transformers fucking three. Two Maybe. One. Well, the, uh, well, the heroes is probably the fucking heroes. Yeah. No one's gonna know what the fuck's happening on the screen. Wait, Iron Man's do. Wait, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. No. I think. I think. The, I think. The, out of the heroes, out of the Avengers, it's probably gonna be Thor, just because. You know, Loki is his brother. So you know, as opposed to all these guys are fighting. I can't get beyond the Loki with him. Yeah, Loki is a shit. That, that's <laughs> Loki's actually, the villain. The I same. It's not going to be. It's not going to be terrible. Iron Man. He's got the biggest personality. Right, but from I just I don't know. I haven't heard. I heard that like Robert Downey didn't shoot a lot for this movie. I Why mean, would I, he? it's just going to be CGI of him in a fucking robot. That's the thing suit. too. It's him in the suit, and like Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. This is the first time we're going to see him as the Hulk, so he's got a big <laughs> potential too. Um, what Captain America? Yeah, well, and he's in the movie too. Oh, I, wow. He, yeah, he'd probably be second because then, like, he at least he has a story. His story is now. Well, I'm now in this present time, and if you at the end of the other Captain America, you know, he he disappeared for like fifty, sixty years. So he has a story, and Thor has a story where the other people don't have as much of a story. Iron Man gets a phone call, you know. Mark Ruffalo gets a phone call, and he's like, "Oh, we're part of the Avengers." The other guys have like something to do. That's why I think <laughs> he's laughing at me. 
It's okay. But don't, don't let him get. It's okay. What I think about Nick Fury. Yo, Iron Man, we need you. Nick, Fu- well, Nick Fury helps bring everybody together. Samuel it's Jackson. Just like fucking Iron Man, have like Bluetooth, or does he have an actual cell phone? Um, well, it depends on the. Uh... I have a. Text I don't message. think Captain America would be like hey, this. Is like who's a coming fucking... through the hall right now? Looks like a big deal. Whoa! It was Kardashian last time I was here. That was pretty good. I know. It looked like a chick. Hashtag at Iron Man. Need you now. Go, go <laughs> peek outside. This is when Zito should come and get those sandwiches. Well, now you blew up the spot. Oh, sorry about that. That was this way. Excitement. Yeah. It's good times. Well, while, while we're waiting to find that out, I can... What's... what's and now what's left? You're number one? Yeah, I have one left. Uh, and my... You see him just show up and do a girl's voice. God damn it. He wanted to steal your fucking sandwich. Yeah, like sandwich. I'm going to fucking let him steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it makes Fez look like he doesn't fucking guard his own flanks. Go ahead. Sorry. Number one is Prometheus. And this is Ridley Scott's Return to Sci-Fi. You want to talk about geek? There it is. Uh, you know, geek, it's a- there it is. <laughs> geek, there it is. <laughs> wow. I set myself up for that one. And this is, um, it's sort of an alien prequel, but not really. Um, and you know, it, it's it in the original Alien when they go to see the facehugger. They when they first get on the planet, there's this huge thing they call the space jockey. It was like a big mm-hmm. alien. This movie sort of is about that and what is that and where'd that come from, and and how that influences these other things. The other aliens, I've, what I've heard, are not in this movie. The movie's about the creation of like life and. I don't know what it's going to be. And from the trailer, I was super... Like, the trailer looks insane. It just looks like a really badass action movie. And there hasn't really been, since maybe The Matrix, a serious, fun sci-fi movie in a long, long time. There have been smaller movies. There have been, like, Primer. Gattaca? But Gattaca's good, but it's not a big action movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. I like Gattaca. Um, you know, but... You remind me of him a little bit. About Ethan Avid. Hawke? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Or Jude Law, maybe. Not really. No, okay. Uma Thurman. Um, and so, yeah, it's got... It's wrote by Damon Lindelof, who, you know, he co-created Lost. Michael Fassbender's in it. Idris Elba from The Wire. Charlize Theron, we were talking about before. And uh, Numi Rapace, who... Uh, that's not... Whatever. She was the girl with the dragon tattoo. She's the star of it. And um, that, that everything, it just lines up for, like, an amazing movie. And in a year of movies that could be potentially really awesome... I didn't even mention Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't mention Lincoln. I didn't mention the new Pixar movie. I didn't mention any of the World War Z. Like, there's a this movie this year is insane. Out of all of them, Prometheus is the one I'm looking forward to most. All right, we're gonna break. You gonna hang out today? Or I, I would love go? to. I don't have any play or anything to do. I'd love to hang out. Thank you. You got a lot of plays, don't you? Well, I'm in New York, but no. Today, this is it. I'm in my last day in New York. I'll be back in LA tomorrow. Is that right? That's right. What are you gonna do out there? Kill two weeks before Sundance. You going to Sundance this year? Going to Sundance again, yeah. Nice. Excited. Anything big going to be at Sundance? I can't believe we're only two weeks away from Sundance. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like two and a half weeks, but yeah. Yeah, it's... um, Okay, so, yeah, no. So it's not... You can believe it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You never know. There's a bunch of uh, movies with, like, big stars and stuff, but until you get up there, you really have no idea. You know? I'm uh, Tim and Eric's new movie, uh, Spike Lee's new movie, uh, where he plays Mookie. Um, wow, I didn't what? even know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's called... Uh, uh, Mookie's I for- old. I forget what it's called. <laughs> Still at the fucking pizzeria. No, 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 I forget what it's called. There you go. 
Um, and Mookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, r- yeah r- Red Hook Summer, something like that. Why don't you bring back Mars? <laughs> Mars Black. <laughs> Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a bu- there's a bunch of movies, but yeah, you never know until you get up there what's really good. Yo, Zito, how come we got no pictures of black people on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Who's favorite baseball player? <laughs> we break, we're back, run a fast show. <laughs> ah! uh, I'm Bernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Pig Aaron saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. Couldn't help myself. Ron Fed Show. I saw Zeno go running out with the sandwiches, but then the door opened back up and Hicks came in with the sandwiches. It was like ten seconds. Did you even get one? I got I got a little bit of sandwich. It was good. Who got pwned here? I'm not sure. Why are you being mean to him? A, the racism. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I B, that. the fact that he loves getting free food so much and yeah. take, let, giving him some, it makes me feel good about myself. So, so by taking joy away from me, yeah, yeah. you feel that, that that joy gives you power, like the transit property of that joy. It makes me feel good about myself. Pepper, you eat in front it. of me literally every morning. It's oh, yeah. not like you don't do this. But this is extra. Like you could have had some of this. You're never getting breakfast. That's <laughs> obvious at this point. Just one day would be such a fun day to get breakfast. Really change it up. Pepper, do you like it dipped in the the dressing or without? yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I fucking get Pro- some dressing probably, on there. It tastes really good. I I agree with you, dude. I do it the same way. Fucking dip, great. Dip it up. I go through a fucking thousand island dressing like there's no fucking tomorrow. <laughs> really good. And sometimes I go like this. Thank you, God, for the thousand islands. <laughs> Hicks, I want you to see something up on the uh, on the wire that we just posted up here. A listener sent this in, and your favorite band, Rage Against the Machine. Hell yeah! This is their first public performance, and it's so funny because it's in the quad of some shitty fucking school <laughs> <laughs> in Northern California, and you'll just see how tough it is to be the band in the quad playing as people are going to classes. Look, there's fucking rage with <laughs> people like, walking by them. This looks like it's from like the 60s or something. Like this is It's actually from 1991. Yeah. And these guys, listen, oh, so this is what they open up with. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit. This is insane. And look at the kids aren't even <laughs> stopping. They're just walking back to forth to school. Wow. This, this, this guy's digging it. Yeah, that's the chicks, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is Mrs. Rolling. Morello. There's a really funny fucking part of this, too. Where someone comes walking up to the guy with the camera and goes, Hey, are they any good? <laughs> now, the interesting thing is... I think the same year, these guys were on the Lollapalooza tour. By the end of it, they were doing side stage work. Well, this is fucking tight. I mean, this is the fucking song, yeah. man. Yeah, it sounds sound album. great. From a yeah. VHS recording from 20 years ago. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, look, Morello's already got a swagger down, too. Definitely. He fucking knows who he is. 
But you can just see kids not fucking breaking stride as they're walking off the chemistry class. Like, oh, I guess there's a band this day, the quad. Look, you know, like you're even saying the 60s, though. Look how much the early 90s looked like. So the, different. The hairs yeah. in the 60s. Oh, my God. Everybody had fucking long hair and was going tribal. And now the only place you see that is Portlandia. <laughs> That's it, the last bastion. I watched a bunch of fucking Portlandia first seasons when they ran it the other day. It's just fucking funny. Great guest stars. Is there no lead singer at this point? No, he's just over to the side. I don't think they had worked jamming. out the lyrics yeah, he's right there on the yeah. left. Oh, uh, okay. At that point, they were using Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> It's really funny because it, it looks it's like Eddie visually like a gold-plated cover. I mean, oh, definitely. it's always that thing that sure. we put up as a gold-plated cover when the band is being ignored and they're playing outside. You know you're on your way to finding a good one if they're playing outside. There's just no <laughs> doubt that it's a day in the park where they'll take anybody. Here's a little tune, Bulls on Parade. Isn't that crazy, though? This is awesome. This is crazy footage. There he is. There was this group of about four people there for a second, and they moved on. Yeah. Well, you know, they're like, fuck, I gotta get to class. Dude, but there's always so many bands. You know, you, it's always hard to pick, pick it out. You never know. Yeah, but you know what? You These don't guys wanna, sound great, but... You don't want to be the asshole who misses Van Gogh. No. The fucking, you know... And everybody did. Some kid was there and got into it early and, like, yeah. held his friends. That chick right there. Yeah. Now, they sound great. what band were you ever into, like, way early before other people? I'm not in yeah, nobody. No, nobody. Nobody. How about for you, Hicks? Uh, I think, uh, the... Is this the, gonna be Dan D. The fucking, what's his oh, name? Oh, Dan again? Deacon? No, yeah. I was never a fan of Dan Deacon at SUNY Purchase. But even though he's quite popular these days. Uh, there's a band called the Black Lips that have gotten... That, like, never got used, but they got right. a good amount of heat. They got, and I was in some, like, their first time when they were, like, on Vice Records or whatever. They were from, like, Georgia. I liked them then, and then they actually started getting like fucking commercials and shit. So that's like the one band. What about for you, Zitz? In terms of bands that blew up, definitely Maroon Five. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you run the Maroon Five early. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I used to actually like see a lot of acts like that, like bands that are now like top forty or like the Coffee House, like not the Coffee House, uh, the Spectrum, like the Fray and stuff. I used to check out like John Mayer. I saw in a club one time. He's awesome. Like that type of stuff. I know it's not Rage or the Black Lips, Pepper. <laughs> why, why are you being so defensive? Because I could just... I, well, I mean, after being here a year, I know what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, I knew about Maroon 5 when. I know how he's going to react. Why can't you be proud of your own shit, though? That's why I'm I said nothing, proud Mark. Of it. I'm, I'm proud of no, it. I just, should, I'm be proud of that. <laughs> why not? That guy's a huge fucking tool. Maroon 5, really? Come on, man. He's proud. I saw that. You saw him on. in the nightclub. There you go. You have this fucking tattoo in your forehead. <laughs> this creepy fucking weird shit. Fuck Maroon 5. First of all, one of those pictures is the lead singer of a train. I don't What's know why. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're a big train fan, too. Meet Virginia. Let me just ask you real quick. Do you think Maroon 5 is black? You fucking racist. <laughs> they do play the, the R&B. I'm writing a fucking play about you right now called The Hungry Racist. They get a sandwich. <laughs> You're really not going to give him anything. You're going to treat him like it was a fez breakfast. He, look, 
You look, look like you're a little full. You're no, dude, down? I'm fucking going to rock this fucking <laughs> rest of the afternoon. I'm not stylish. I had three and go home. I'm fucking Oh, that's true. Here. That's true. And by the way, people want to go over the entire bank and check this out. It's amazing footage. It's awesome. This is fucking great. How many views does this have? I think it's got to have a lot, right? Yeah. I think, but not like a million or anything, like a couple right. hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the middle of my own Hunger Games. Nice, some, uh, some fucking listener just sent it in. Yeah, it's wow, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred nine thousand. Zach Little Rock is just fucking losing his shit. I know shit. he is. He's fucking fuck this place. I'm doing my own fucking scene. <laughs> All right, then they got those two people in front now. Yeah, they're fucking starting to pull. A couple of dudes. Only six minutes into the hour set. Fuck, it would have been this show. A heart attack machine. They got the swagger down. They don't give a fuck. That's the act. That's crazy. Yeah, it sounded really good. But is that is that retrospect though? If you walk by that band today and you didn't know they weren't Rage Against the Machine, well, you I mean you you think they sound good? But I don't know if you'd be like they're gonna be huge. I don't. Killing the Name is pretty fucking good. It's song. pretty awesome, but it's it's not as good without the lyrics. It's fucking hard to say that these the way they're sitting there now. That I'd even turn my head to look at him. That's the sad thing about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Backwards hat dude. It's like, yeah, man, these guys are great. Well, even when you <laughs> see like like a good act now, like in a club or something, and they're they're a solid band, but they're just like a bar band or something. Is there really that much difference between them and an act that is in an arena? Lots of times. Well, millions of dollars of marketing behind yeah, them. Yeah, but 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 see, the thing is, generally, the the people that can make it, if you hear some really good fucking songs like i've seen a lot of great players and the world doesn't give a shit they don't give a fuck how good a drummer you are how good of a guitar player uh, keyboards nothing matters but if you get a fucking song that can make fucking people hum if you're a songwriter mm. you got a fucking chance but more than i and i have seen people blow up but more than that i saw people that i knew were gonna blow up and didn't you know what i mean which happens almost everybody who gets a record deal. Someone at that record company thinks, this is it. Yeah. I found the next Paul Simon. You know what I mean? This is somebody who's going to be with our label for 30 years. <laughs> and then just fucking fizzles out. Or... Yeah. Or, that's even, or it's even scarier, too. You think about people who just have the look and a little bit of talent, and then they have somebody write all their songs for them. You know, like... Anyone's well, name person like that. I don't know. I was thinking of like Taylor Swift. The, she, she's like... She writes she, all her own songs, she, baby. Does she really? Yes. Okay, then, I don't know. No, some, these people who blow up. I'm the you're, th you're thinking Johnny Bravo. Thinking Johnny, yeah, person. exactly. I'm thinking, you know, because generally Backstreet Boys I just or something. Think, like, but you're, but I think it would be insane to act like that. Those young Backstreet Boys didn't have a lot of fucking talent. No, they do. They just didn't have the kind of talent that mattered to you or me. Right. But to little girls, yes. That Bieber kid has got a ton of fucking talent. Yeah. And the kid knows how to play a fucking audience. Yeah. And maybe it's because he doesn't write his songs that he won't have the staying power. He won't be around. He does write his songs. Bieber doesn't know. Yeah. Think. Does he too? I oh, mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. He's a little dynamo. You need to see the documentary. Oh, I did. It may, it, did it you make, cry? Uh, no. Did Why you not? see that? Who, me? Yeah. No. I didn't. <laughs> I, I saw it in 3D. I watched it. It was fun. Did you cry? No. I was actually just very no. I was I'm for sorry. I just got I saw the trailer and I, I I was laughing my ass off like he would have been a YouTube sensation when he was like three, playing the drums and shit. 
And the best part is in that trailer, like, they said he'd never make it. It's like, who was standing around telling some fucking seven-year-old? I, I do it to kids all the time. I do it to my <laughs> nephews. I go, keep trying. You ain't going nowhere. Uh, Andrew, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, if you go to the 20-minute uh, mark in the first uh, the Rage Against the Machine video, there's this guy that's uh, their first fan, I guess. He's really into the show, and he's dancing crazy. In my 20-minute mark. I want to see this guy... Fucking! If I was, I'd have made him a roadie that that day. There he is. Left. <laughs> Hell yeah! Get your fucking shit together, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> that kid's popping balls. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> Shit. He's moshing by himself. It's good. Jack, Winnipeg, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, I heard a band New Year's Eve on the New Year's Eve Canada special there. Uh, they're from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I can't, I can't think of the name of them. They're like a uh, April wine. Dogs or no, 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 no. This is a brand new band. Triumph. They sound like Thirty Eight Special and uh, and Leonard Skinner. Do they get that southern uh, kind of rock thing? Southern Canada. <laughs> Were they on the cover <laughs> of Rolling Stone? Yeah, yeah, about a month or so ago. I think that's, that's right. for Sheepdogs. I think they won that contest to, to be the unsigned band or whatever on the cover of yeah. Rolling Stone. Well, on the they, cover they of the Rolling Stone. Yeah, they they stole the, the the New Year's Eve show in Canada was from Niagara Falls, and they stole it. The, the the headliner was Our Lady of Peace, but these guys come out did four songs and they just rocked the joint. Are you telling me that they fucking blew away uh, the band who did Superman's Dead? I don't fucking you believe it. You betcha. You, you pull up one of their songs, you see what I mean. All right. Well, let's listen to a little bit of Sheepdogs. They're fucking blowing away fucking early peace. I don't know what to fucking say. <laughs> What's fucking black is white, and we're into the fucking outdoor. We're in a world of crazy shit. And it's scary. Here's some sheepdogs. Ooh. Be prepared to shit your pants. Here's the <laughs> sheepdog. <laughs> I wish right, they would I cover all the song. Seriously, I already love them. I wanted to laugh at There's that kind of fact. Brad Bryce singing fucking leads, fucking kicking ass. <laughs> um, right now I'm saying, um, what? They made me forget about Our Lady Peace. It's fucking Our Lady dog shit to me now. <laughs> um, the lyrics, who are you beating off to? Yeah, who are you beating off to? Yeah. What's fucking wrong with that? It's fucking yeah. coming out from all new angle, Maroon 5. Come on there. M5. Not, very Not radio everybody friendly. can fucking steal from black people and act like it's fucking fresh. <laughs> um, Paul, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, good morning, Ronnie. Yeah. I had a question for you. I watched uh, Palladia last night and saw a bad company show that they did at the Hard Rock. Hadn't thought much about them in 20 years. And uh, Paul, I just still sounded good. I'm just uh, curious what your take on bad company is. Well, I think they're a shooting star. 
and all the girl, all the world will love them just as sure. Uh, I don't have any opinion on bad company. That would be fucking like having an opinion on April. It just, uh, you know what I mean? It just exists now. It's just something that's there. Uh, uh, that, now this would make me rethink Bachman Turner Overdrive. Don't. I, I just know nothing that's going to go through my head. BTO is always there. That's another Canadian band. Right over the border, though. Look, sure. Yeah. I don't know why we don't do another new show with Carter and Rob. Get the new, new rock out there. All right, it's new year, new music. New year, don't fuck with us, new music. Here we go. Yeah, I'm rethinking them. Rethinking them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm pleading last night. Just stop. I'd rather go back to sheepdogs. That's what I'm all about right okay, now. Okay, here's some more sheepdogs. Okay. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Clever. That's the fucking secret, my friend. Slow it down a little bit. the bottom just fucking drop out of that song that's sheep talking <laughs> that's D in the house now, is this the hit them. is this the hit cut do we know it's one of their hits alright the big B-side <laughs> that sounds like a B-side to me let me tell you something there's so many fucking hooks to this song it, the fucking album should be called Tackle Box <laughs> It went to it went to twelve on the Canadian alternative charts. Good. Six Fuck. on the Canadian rock chart. Fuck That's yeah. right. How are you getting fucking higher on the rock charts than you're <laughs> the alternative? But the strange thing is it didn't even make the main chart, but their other song that did make the main chart didn't make the alternative. Uh, what's the, what's their other big hit? Uh, I don't know. That's the name of the song. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's fucking go. just zip over and I hope he just says, I don't know, over and over again. I don't know and who. You'll be like, what's your favorite song? I don't know. Wait, what's your other? The big Abacus Elephants. This is the best fucking man ever. In Birmingham, we love <laughs> our governor. Brad Brad bringing it Hard This one's called Kathleen One Again <laughs> Two years running Two time back Seriously back. that makes you guys look like fucking idiots The only people who have ever won this league is me and Kathleen But she's won it twice as many times as me The Keeper League right? Keeper League? Yeah So she had all her best players back No, so I the rest of us yeah, yeah I but kept she won. Antonio Gates like a douchebag. You had to keep Antonio Gates. What are you gonna? No, I didn't. you didn't know Jimmy Graham was gonna be the guy. I we have, have to announce the winners of our. Pool. We don't have to. It's only if we want to. Oh, okay. No one makes us do anything. The Sheepdogs win. <laughs> Fuck. We have to <laughs> of our Rolling Stone cover. We give it out to the Sheepdogs. I voted for Our Lady Peace. <laughs> The winner of our pigskin pick'em pool, that went to Soccer Rules 061S. That's uh, won the football signed by Franco Harris and the DVD copy of Full Metal Jacket 
signed by Vincent D'Onofrio. Very nice prize. What was his record? He uh, ended up with 180 points, so he was the clear winner there. Most points in the pick'em. But how many? How many did he pick out of how many? What was his percentage? His um, percentage. I'll get that for you. Yeah, the winning percentage. Because I don't know what makes 180 points. Who's this band? They should be on the fucking cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> wow. What do you got, Fuzz? He had a 99.9%. Uh, In the Pick'em? How does the no, fuck that's, that's, I think that's, that's percentile. percentile. Yeah. <laughs> if he would have fucking picked 99 out of 100... I'd fucking throw him in a goddamn back of a truck. <laughs> well, he's picking. He's picking. Listen, We're going to a sports book immediately. You know what I'm saying? His winning spin. percentage. There are 256 games in a season, so let me let me do this real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I just saw what was on the. What else you got then? Well, you know, he did, no one picks 99 percent. 70 percent. He was correct. 70 percent of the time. That's still correct. Right. That's pretty massive. Yeah. Wow. That's very good. I dropped out of like four weeks. I was like, I. I'm not. You're a fucking speak. quitter. It's <laughs> not gonna not do well. Why you got always quit? When I watch a lot of football. It's just it's so hard. It's so hard. You sit around cry about your fucking Giants. Cry? Not this. Not last two weeks. Yeah, but you. I'll cry, cry next you, week. You fucking light your shirt on fire when they don't win. It's, nah, you get used to it. What? Buying shirts? Yes, buying shirts. Well, no, you don't. Actually, try to. It was hard to find one of those shirts. Championship shirts. They were sold out everywhere yesterday. Had to order online. I was so excited that we had found a guy that could pick 99.9% .9 of the <laughs> fucking games. 70% is... I think 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking massive. Yeah. That's and then the winner of the Eliminator Pool, that went to Bronx Boy 10469, picked up a signed football by Pat Summerall, and a copy of The Big Lebowski, signed by Jeff Bridges. So that was for going... Uh, 100%. 17 weeks wow. picking 17 winners in the <laughs> NFL. And then he won on a tie, on the tiebreaker. Well, who were the other guys? The other ones, uh, there was four left. Wow, four people. Yep, thousands. Fucking stayed and picked every single game. That's amazing to me. I lasted two weeks. I probably was two or three. Yeah, fucking impossible. Four whole weeks right here. Yeah, I think it was two. Four people, uh, it's thousands, eight thousand, or something crazy. Come on, these people deserve to have their names read, Fuzzy. They fucking never lost a goddamn game. Stuart Scott's got glass eye was one of them. Funny. Um, one flaw, Ed. Also, where are you getting this sent to you? It um finally loaded here, and then drinks the same. Those were the four that had uh, 17 perfect weeks. It went to a tiebreaker. The grand prize went to Bronx Boy, 10 for 69. All right. Zeus, were you giving him the read there? I was, I was just trying to feed him to, so he to help him out. Okay, because I saw him looking up in the air when he was doing it. I couldn't figure it out. I'm Did like, is he just making that up, or does he have a good memory? The computers in there are shitty, so sometimes... They're fucking you know. terrible. So that's it for Winter Wonderland? Uh, those were uh, from the, the pools that we were doing for the, the football grand prizes for the football season.
And we had some big winners from the Winter Wonderland that went on, including over the break where uh, David M. picked up Lord of the Rings signed by Elijah Wood on DVD. Fantastic prize there. Is it? I, I, would, I would say it's a fantastic prize. Would you love that prize? Yeah, that's great. I wish you would sign The Hobbit. <laughs> He's in it. He's in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. No. He's, He's doing Change of Hobbit. <laughs> Lauren W. picked up a signed uh, uh, Hall & Oates CD signed by Daryl Hall. Fuck yeah. Joe L. picked up the Clockwork Orange DVD signed by Malcolm McDowell. That's amazing. Jesus awesome. Christ. Yeah. Todd C. got Moneyball signed by Michael Lewis. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> That's I like that one, yeah. Mm. <laughs> And Tentaros picked up the Kenny Wayne Shepherd DVD, signed by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. So we kind of build in a different direction. Instead of building up where we're all freaking out, we start with the freak out and then get worse and worse. And then finally, <laughs> Zippy Pop Pop won a ball of yarn. <laughs> How big was the ball? A very small. Oh. It was old and <laughs> shitty and smelling. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> Big ups. Rocky415 won the Lincoln Lawyer <laughs> Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't know they had a special edition Etch-A-Sketch. They don't. We're just calling it that. It's just an Etch-A-Sketch that <laughs> I wrote Lincoln Lawyer on. <laughs> a limited and edition coaster from Rugrats, the movie. <laughs> He loves the Rugrats. He brings back his nostalgic Come on, childhood. Yeah, it's like Muppet Babies. <laughs> Dude, you never saw the nanny's face in Muppet Babies. Why? I don't know. Because it was about the babies. It wasn't called nannies. Oh, Racist. oh fuck. Shit. <laughs> oh, he's like, that's the help, son. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to release a movie about monster shopping carts, so maybe G-Baby will like it. It'll be like your steel and monsters. I'm in, I'm in. It was fucking awful, fuck, dude. I'm in. Seriously. So bad. It was really fucking, seriously. A minute in, I was like, oh, fuck, why did You I... should just yelled out Maroon 5 and started jerking off. <laughs> Everybody would have more respect for you. It's very true. I can't defend that one. So we only played four games over the break. Uh, we had some others. <laughs> what? <laughs> I what happened? Well, we ended it. My eyes aren't working so hot. What happened to your eyes? There, it's, I gotta go to the eye doctor. I gotta get a new prescription. Oh, well, you're not wearing eyeglasses. You're wearing... You have glasses to see far, but you... Oh, you're always fucking around with the paper. Right, yeah. You need bifocals. Well, these are the clearless bifocals, but there's no... There's nothing at the bottom. There's no bifocal. So then it's not bide. It's not magnified. It's bide, but it's not magnified. That doesn't make sense. Why would they buy it? What I'm trying to say is you need reading glasses, right? Right, yeah. Your glasses there are to act like you don't need reading glasses. When did you get the, that done? These were like a year ago. Well, how come every time that you read, the fucking paper's way out here? Because I used to just need the far away glasses, not the reading glasses. Now I need the reading glasses. He doesn't listen at all. Get some bifocals. Oh God. So we also. How come his eyes worked before Christmas and now they don't? I don't know what happened in Tampa. <laughs> what happened in Tampa? <laughs> I saw down in Tampa over this that they found 
a woman's fucking leg that would have, they said had been freshly shaved. Yeah. And now they're trying to figure out who this leg belongs to. The girl with one leg, probably. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. All racist buddies. Now, does he actually have to hit a button to make that obnoxious laugh? Yes, yes. I do. Then that, why, why can't you just laugh on your own? I, why do you need to let the world know that you're laughing? I didn't want him to. It's a bomb. That's fine. I'm I didn't fine. Want him to die there. I just had done it. I knew what it felt like. Your laugh makes it fucking seem like a bomb, though. It made it like I'm laughing at you. Mm -hmm. It's okay. So the other winners were the Sandra Bernhardt signed DVD, signed uh, one by Martin S. And Saturday Night Live mug signed by Fred Armisen went to M. Runyon. Wow, a Saturday Night Live mug. Oh, yeah, enjoy your coffee and a signature. It's a good looking signature, too. You want to use that? It's a special thing. I'm playing Celebration again because I have more winners. Um, let's go over here to uh, Bob. Bob, you're my face. Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. There's a band called Alabama Shakes that played the background music Love in a Dale's Christmas commercial. Love them. Have you heard them? Yeah, as a matter of fact, Kathleen from the Bronx sent it to me. I sent it on to uh, Rob Cross, and I said, we've got to help make these guys the biggest stars in the history of the world. This chick sings her ass off. All right, we need to break here, Zitz. Yes. Uh, by the way, this guy Bob wrote in and said he can't believe that Fez didn't understand that FLA is Florida. I don't know how that even came up, but I guess it was one of the names you That was of. probably my fault, because I was saying it to him in his ear. What, what, how did you say it? I said, Fla-Ed. Fla Fla-Ed. It's F-L-A-Ed. Well, I, it's not Florida-Ed, or, or the username would be Florida-Ed. Florida. Yeah, but in in Florida, you just call it F-L-A. You're like, I'm going to F-L-A. You know, you think you're really fucking <laughs> All the cool. other names were being pronounced strange, so I thought we were just phonetically... Oh, you thought we're all dicks, not just shit. I'm you sorry, think we're all Flor dicks. Florida well, Ed. Dicks. That's I apologize, Florida Ed. I do think it's amazing that three people picked the Eagles in Week 17. Four out of the three, three out of the four people who are left. Who kept them that long? That's crazy. People who end up winning the thing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody pick them early when they thought they were good, and then they they were still there. We got a break. We'll be right back. We're on a fest. I'm going to do a terrific show today. And I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I don't turn the chairs. Yeah, buddies. I don't turn the tables. It's the Run of Fez show. While we were doing this, the Producers Guild of America just announced their top ten. Now, they have uh, done a pretty good job. Last year, they got 9 out of 10. Wow. Um, here's who they picked this year and see if this surprises you at all. Okay. Uh, the Artist goes the, into the... Makes sense. The Descendants. Makes sense. The Help. Makes sense. Uh, you Go. People are really uh, get behind it. Midnight in Paris. Mm-hmm. Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Warhorse. And then here's three surprises. Mm -hmm. Bridesmaids. Okay. Oh, shit. The girl with the dragon tattoo. 
Which isn't making anybody's big list. No. And the Ides of March. Yeah, I, Ides of March, I, I, I like that movie. It's sort of, uh, it came out in a weird time. And it's sort of, um, people... Ides without a face. Um, That's what I would call it. Yeah. Um... So, and it's getting some love. It's not, I don't think it's going to get an, an Oscar nomination. Maybe it is. The Producers Guild, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. And then, Bridesmaids is getting a little bit of buzz for best picture, best screenplay. That'd probably be it. It won't win. Um, and, oh, Dragon Tattoo. I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't think the movie's very good. Um, I, people, um, people, and I love David Fincher. And I just don't think that's a great story. I think their performances are really solid. It's got some interesting stuff in it. But... Did you see the Swedish version? Yeah. Do you like that? No, not particularly. I, I like I like eighty percent of it. How come uh, ten million people bought the book then? If it's like M- more story? than that, I, I don't. I think from what I've heard, the book is a lot more in depth. Like obviously, you yeah, know, the and movies will get made. They're saying I read last night that uh, Sony's still looking to make them. Um, they think they have a franchise. Not with Fincher though. Well, Fincher, he's not—he's on the fence. He's not sure yet. On the Finch. He, yeah, I hope he doesn't. Like, I don't want to see David Fincher get locked in the girl with the dragon tattoo movies. I mean, he's got a bunch of movies that he can make that you know, girl with another dragon tattoo. Yeah, girl with, <laughs> the girl, girl with yeah. a weird butterfly on the back. Yeah, grass. Tramp stamp the movie. Yeah, that, I mean, but yeah, that's a movie. I guess people enjoy. I, I don't see how you can really get too far behind it. Blowhard. Happy New Year, Ronnie B. Happy New Year, Fizzy, and the rest of you ham and eggers. Just wanted to call and wish Kathleen congratulations. She's the best. She's our queen. In in the movie vein, she's sort of like Goldie Hawn in Wildcats. She's just incredible. Uh, She came back strong. It was an incredible season for her. You fucking choked, dude. I smoked a big one. Um, why oh. were they benching Jordy Nelson? I don't know. know. Well, he only had three touchdowns, so that's not bad. Yeah, it was a bad, but you know what? It's, it happens in fantasy sports. And it never happened to me. Season. Well, you <laughs> had nobody to play because your whole team was pretty much injured anyway. And I had seven guys go out and uh, <laughs> fucking injured. And and a like <laughs> seven of my guys. Yeah. Fucked. You look at Ronnie's roster, it just said IR, IR. It was hilarious. But uh, And you know, Higgs came on at the end of the season, too. He was very, very strong the last couple games. Yeah, a lot of those teams I yeah. thought would do a lot better, and Hicks is somebody who fiddles a lot, but he makes some good moves, I notice. And, uh, you fiddle a lot. But Kathleen just, like, she just brought it, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't a matter of not having Aaron Rodgers because my backup Stafford threw for, like, 500 yards. But... Now, on the congratulations thing, how many people uh, wrote in to say congratulations? I did. I know you did. Fez, you did? I did. Uh, Zeech, you? I've, I've not yet. That's why you're not being invited back next year. Uh, Out. You did not show the class. No sandwich, no fantasy. You tell him, Pepper. Maroon 5, fuck off. <laughs> Maroon 5, Eli Whitney. But congratulations to Kathleen. She was incredible. All season long, she was like making the great waiver moves. When my best running back went down McFadden, I tried to grab Michael Bush, and she's like, nope, I'm getting him. You'll never grab her Bush. I've said oh, that no, not so at all, many but, uh, times. Hey, anything planned for the playoffs? they got some fantasy going for that, because it's going to be a great playoff. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm just going to watch the playoffs. That's yeah, enough for me. So. No, you need to be tied in. But it's going to be a great playoff, because it's just so up in the air. Uh, Everybody now, a lot of people are mad at your hero, Rex Ryan, for crying. Oh, he's such a douchebag. And everyone hates him now in New York for crying. Well, like, you know what? I, I'm really so disappointed. He started sobbing. They made they saw, awful personnel, yeah. personnel moves in the offseason, and I said it from the beginning. I said, they're still a good team. They're a playoff team. They're not going to... All right, I said they're going to win the Super Bowl against the Eagles, so, hey, I'm 0 for 2. They're both going uh, to be watching the, the fucking is, Super Bowl. 
It's like we've been rebuilding since 1969, and uh, as a Jet fan, you know, the scar tissue's there. You just expect to lose. You expect it every year. But I'm going to say something here that's a little bold, Ronnie B. Mm -hmm. Everybody's picking the Saints to win it all or the Packers. I'll tell you the team to watch, and that's the New York football Giants. Mm -hmm. They get on a run like they did the last time when they won. That that defensive front, uh, Eli in the clutch, they can play some football, those guys. I e Eli is far better than the year that he won it. Eli That's for sure. He's, he's far better than the year that he won it. Year. The defense is starting to get healthy now. It's just that they're so inconsistent. Well, that, strong, you know. But the whole league is like that. How do the Ravens go on the road and just get knocked around, and then they come home and they're beasts? And, uh, yeah, Packers AFC, lost everybody's saying New England, New England, and going against the minds of Belichick is rough, but I'm still going to stick with the Steelers, I think, even though they're banged up and... They're, They're really banged up. They can play some defense. And then the hole's out. Yeah, he's out for the It's going to be a great playoff season. And all I want to say is uh, next year Kathleen's going to go down. And I just hope we have a trophy by next year. Some kind of award or something. You've got to give, a, gotta give that poor girl a trophy, a prize or something. Because she's really deserving. And uh, like I said, she's, she's all that. You know, she's just on top of it. And who came in third, by the way? Who won the third place game? Um, I did. That's Zito. Zito. Who did Zito beat? Uh, HDG. That's shocking I, because she had a good roster. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like most people, she fucking stopped caring by the time she got to the playoffs. <laughs> is that what happens? Because I know Mikey yeah. Boy had a great Mikey roster, Boy too. went and shit all over the league. By yeah, fucking, you fucking know what? He might not get uh, invited back since he didn't run it out. Good. And just purposely fucking ruin the games. Is that what he did? Yeah. He put his bench in. Like, fuck this league. Like Fez did that week when you beat him. But Fez, I don't know why he game. did that. That was I, a bench game. I was part of a bench challenge that didn't end <laughs> up happening, and I had left for the day and didn't have time to change anything back. <laughs> oh, boy. Ronnie, hey, Ronnie, Ronnie, if Fez would have won that, I think he would have won Ronnie, our Ronnie, division. You made great effort. You made some great plays, but these injuries can kill you. And when Forte went down, I said, boy, am I screwed. I'm pathetically starting Toby Gerhardt at running back. Oh, man. You know why I hated Forte all year, though? Because I had him last year, and he blew. I remember, yeah. He fucking blew. And when he was one of the guys I didn't even fucking say. He was the, he's all the Bears had on offense. And then when he went down, I said, well, i got to plug him in. And Hold on. Johnny wants to say something to you. Hard Rock Johnny. I love you, Blowhard, but please leave the Giants out of your talk. <laughs> oh, come on. Listen, Rex Rex and you can hang out, cry together, whatever you got to do. Just leave the Giants out of the talk. Uh, no, the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl, Johnny. How do you like that? <laughs> Take it, stop it! The Giants, the New York football Giants. Listen, I was, I was going to say just because you haven't seen the Jets win it in your lifetime, then I remembered, wait a minute, you have. Uh, first of all, I have seen the Jets win it in my lifetime, I I, unfortunately. I I yeah, I know you have. And I've, I've been waiting since then, and uh, I've been wearing my Namath jersey ever since. It's a little tight on me, but... <laughs> hey, come on, I'm giving the team some props. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I think that Eli is becoming one of the best quarterbacks that nobody talks about. I think he's getting close to the elite status. Oh, but God, just the fact that you were repeating elite status <laughs> goes to show how much it's talked about. It's talked well, about constantly. No one has ever put down included. Eli. He's the guy's been a included. starter in New York for, what, eight years? Yeah. It's not a fucking included. easy thing to pull off. Hasn't missed a game. <laughs> has a ring. <laughs> Made a playoffs. Like yeah, has a fucking, has as many rings as Joe Namath, who this city's <laughs> decided that he's the greatest quarterback Ronnie, ever. By the way, speaking of uh, football, let's talk about the Philadelphia team. How is that dream team this year? Well, I think they're going to do really, really well for themselves. Well, we'll see what happens, but I think that giant franchise, I think they're on the, they're on the move. Stop it.
Good things, Johnny. Good things. You got Victor Cruz walking off the streets, coming in now, leading the team. Zip it. Cut it out. This team is going to destroy next week against the Falcons. Why do people have? Why do people have to do this to me? Because Slowhard has nothing else but to annoy. That's all he can do. He's the mush. When did I ever sit around and brag about the dream team? You I never believe it, Jinxes. You never did that, and I, I never brag about the Giants. They always say how much I hate them, even though they're my favorite team. And that Coughlin's too old, and they got to get rid of him. So but many times that people want to get rid of Coughlin to the end. Yep. I was um, a Jet fan, I'd want to get rid of that stupid Rex Ryan, that's for sure. That's just me. Let's see. Liz Sets Fire wrote in, what happened to this signed almost famous DVD? What? Fez, you got to get your whole DVD thing together. Okay. You're supposed to have. Uh, I guess we didn't give it away. I guess winning the big grand prize wasn't enough for Liz Sets Fire. <laughs> She's now fucking pissed about this. I tried to win. I couldn't, though. I'm not good. You're not stuff. good at stuff. I'm not good we at gave stuff. away a fucking prize a day. We came back and Fez acted like we somehow fucking forgot to pick up our mail. The way he was reading it off. <laughs> It was like mail call and fucking the old Gomer Pyle show. <laughs> How you doing, Johnny? You all right? I'm good. I, was, I tried to call in earlier. I was running around. I had, a, uh, you know, Mr. CeeLo Green sat in my office after singing on New Year's Eve, and we talked about it. What'd you I mean, say to his ass? I thought it was fine. It's, you know, poetic license. He was a little, he was a little worried about what the reaction would be to it. Well, his Twitter blew up. People were so yep. mad at him. Yeah, he was looking at it while he was sitting here. He yeah, while they're dropping the N-bomb at the poor bastard. I All he did was it. sing a song. They got to get racial. I, I thought it was nice. And I, I'm really the nice same part. way. I feel like, go ahead and do the song. Who gives a shit? Right. People change all nice, kinds of shit. You know, he's wearing a nice fur coat. I mean, come on. Pull it off. He looked good. Yeah, they were calling him a one percenter, too. <laughs> Uh, he did. A, he performed a nice show here too. Afterwards, it was fun. Yeah, Earl said. Uh, yes, I got the ring in the New Year with Earl. It was. Uh, did you kiss him at twelve o'clock? Uh, I waited till twelve o one and I dipped him. Mm. I didn't want to make him my midnight kiss. Oh, somebody wants to say something to you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, that's the end of my show. Donk donk. <laughs>